Michael Kelly from Everest, from House of Cards, Secret in the Rise, and what have you. You're listening to Below the Belt. Happy birthday, Al. Nice. Right on. <laughs> the Below the Belt show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. That's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTB Below the Belt Show in the Mother Effin' House. I'm your host, Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, your host with the most, and also the birthday boy. <laughs> That's right. It's uh, the birthday, uh, I guess, week of yours truly. Uh, got to celebrate it over the weekend and uh, last night with family and Tonight I'm celebrating here on BTV, and I'm excited to uh, welcome two of my co-host extraordinaires, uh, starting with That's Right, he is the king of the 80s, Chachi McFly, the demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Like This is a special one, right? Thank you, Chachi. <laughs> yes, it's the, it's the big 55. Good for you, man. <laughs> Don't Double age nickel. me, man. Don't age me, guys. Come on now. <laughs> I think now you up so fast. I got a while. That, you, you, you I got get the AARP card now, man. You're good. No, well, not yet. Not quite yet. It's getting there. It's getting up there. But uh, uh-huh. I'm definitely still under 50, guys. Um, You're still young. Uh, contrary to... to so whatever you might think, so I've been on the air forever, which makes sense. Um, but nonetheless, no, uh, <laughs> no, you um, you're young as Alonzo. You're fine. No, I'm not. <laughs> Don't even give me that. <laughs> oh, he's he's oh, young. Lord, John Alonzo is long, young. He's he's holding on to those teenage years like a champion. <laughs> well, <laughs> we all we all. I mean, I mean he like, dated the daughter from Growing Pains. <laughs> I guess so. I yeah. Is that true? That's true. That is true. You never seen that episode? Yeah, he was I mean, in the growing it was a reunion. TV Just movie. Made my whole night. Next time I see him, I'm gonna give him so much shit. It's amazing. Oh, you gotta, f- you gotta find that movie. Yes. Yep, it's a good movie. <laughs> is it even, doesn't even exist. I don't know, but uh, you know, it's gotta be somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> a lot of surprises here it. on BTV night uh, tonight, yeah. gentlemen. Uh, um, we have some other um, people that might be making an appearance. Hopefully, if they don't break sure. on the birthday boy. And also joining tonight's panel, that's right. He is the once and future king. He is the last Numenorian. He is the one mm. and the only. And one true night. One more. <laughs> Martin Lopez. Goddamn right. Here supporting. <laughs> here supporting Al's bicentennial birthday. 
Well, you know what, Chachi? You threw me <laughs> off. You threw me off with the Johnny Alonzo and all that other crap. And uh, I did. Thank yes. You. And uh, people you know, giving story. me a much older age range than I actually am. I know. It's no, already sad. It's great. Know, all these... All these hot girls right here are showed out, you know, for your birthday show. Right, exactly. That's another reason it, yes. I'm really, really excited. Yes. <laughs> so hot. I it's really, so really appreciate hot. it, gentlemen. Yeah, um, also, the panel ever. <laughs> also, uh, <laughs> to uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe I don't plan. I shouldn't plan my birthday shows anymore. Someone should do them for me. Um, no, no. Well, we have a, um, a very, very special uh, guest joining. Now. He's a longtime friend, and Chachi, you know who he is. Yeah, he's going to be on E's House of Villains on the E Network. It's actually going to also be on Bravo, and uh, his name is Johnny Fairplay, the infamous Survivor villain that lied about his grandmother's death to get uh, sympathy from the other players in the game, and therefore he was able to make third place in his season. And he's and she's still alive, a, right? Is his grandmother? his grandmother is still alive, and Fairplay is not a young man anymore. <laughs> so he's he's <laughs> a pretty is, lucky guy. That is a fairly dastardly lie. I mean, that is that is going oh. hard in the paint. <laughs> it's pretty hardcore. It's pretty you know, hardcore. you know, like as soon as like she dies, people will be like, "Oh, lucky jinxed it, Fairplay." <laughs> you know, like, like she'll be like 108 and be like, "You jinxed it, Fairplay. Look at you. You're so horrible." But is there still an E network around? Like. I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I mean, the, when the last time you heard of the E? Those it's staple ca- uh, cable channels are still alive and well. And uh, is Howard know, Stern uh, still on there? Is Howard Stern still on there? No, no, he's, <laughs> he's not. <laughs> he's exclusive to uh, Sirius XM. All right. man. Yeah. yeah so what's on sure. E? What's on E besides Fairplay? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the show is going to be hosted by Joel McHale, and it's going to drop on October 12th, and. Uh, you know what? I just felt like having a very relaxed show without a lot of uh, research for for people that are not my true friends, and that's why I have my true friends on the birthday show. There you go. There so you there go. you go. Right? There you go. There you go. All right. Birthday. Do what you fuck want. everybody else. Yes. Yes. So. Yes. Um. In the second half, uh, two of my West Coast buddies will be joining. So, uh, can't wait to announce who they are when they show up. Well, if they show up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, so I could talk about my uh, weekend, man. Um. Um. My my very lovely lady, um, Don. Shout out to Don. I, I don't talk about her on the show. I guess I haven't. We've been together for almost a year. Uh, she surprised me uh, this past weekend um, to uh, on a special trip to Williamsburg, Virginia. And I haven't been to this venue since I was a kid, and it's Bush Gardens. And my gosh, nice. has Bush Gardens changed over the years um since i went as my youth um and um one aspect which started this past weekend september 8th well bush gardens was, was a lot more um you know hairy back then back in the year oh uh, yeah. i see what you're saying it's hairy bush gardens yeah, now it's so, a now, now it's smoother now it's a shape yeah now? Okay. hopefully uh, but nonetheless um <laughs> they have something called halloween chachi i know you're a big mark for halloween i am yeah um and and they added five haunted houses. Oh, nice. Um, along with, after six o'clock, they have ghosts and ghouls and monsters and, and crazies with chainsaws following you. Oh, that's so and fun. Which, and which added to the whole, literally the whole park was a haunted house. You know, that's just cool. starting this weekend, it goes all the way through Halloween. Um, 
definitely highly implore those of us in the um, East Coast DMV area. A little bit of a drive, uh, but uh, nonetheless, it was well worth it. We had so much fun. They, I also got to partake in a very cool speakeasy. It's an additional attraction. Thank you again, Don. It's uh, You go in Germany, and you have to tell them a secret password, and you get four custom cocktails, four beers, or four wines of your choice. No, that's cool. Whichever, whichever poison you'd like to pick. And they do some uh, some tales, and they do some German dancing and singing and comedic comedic skits um and you enjoy those four beverages and uh, walk out of that uh that uh, tavern quite tipsy mein friend <laughs> from from germany um but that's the thing and it's a very it's kind of like a mini um you know from disney because you have uh, the little uh areas all, all within europe and um and then the halloween aspect just added to the the, the pure, um, just amazing, amazing factor of the, of the park. Because um, I got on every roller coaster, and um, I think because we got a little bit of rain, it discouraged some folks. So I, I barely had any lines. That's oh, great. That's awesome. Yeah. So I got on all ten of those motherfuckers. And who's uh, your favorite one? Um, dude. Um, there was one called the Verhoeven. Verhoeven, I believe. Which was, um, it was the most unique ones because all of them had something to offer. The Verhoeven actually drops your car a level down. Oh, that's cool. Have you heard of a, a roller coaster that literally drops? Yeah, they usually have, like, like those Tower of Terror things, but like not on a coaster. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it, not not, a, and the fact of like a drop that goes downhill, but more this, like like it almost like the car it felt a, a sensation Another of the level. car breaking. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. it goes down a level. I'm like, what the f-? You know, and it's just something you didn't expect. So that was like really unique. Um, I mean, the Pantheon was just probably one of the most thrilling and very frightening posters because um, it goes forward and backwards. And um, the loops, the loops are crazy. And in fact, this particular coaster, you cannot have anything in your pockets. They advise you, like, do not have anything loose in your pockets. You will lose it because of the... The, the the just the way that that the car moves that the roller coaster car in this particular one moves so wallets cell phones you know uh, do not recommend them to be uh, on your person because you will lose them um so i made sure that wasn't the case um for that particular coaster i think that's the only one the rest of them you know within reason you as long as you have it secure you don't lose your stuff I mean, imagine losing your fucking wallet or cell no, phone no on a on a on a on a theme park ride, that would just be really, really, uh, really sad. Um, but uh, so we got to do two two days of that, and I got to re- I got to experience a really cool, a colonial restaurant. This is outside of Bush Garden, so this is in uh, downtown, um, um, Colonial Williamsburg. Williamsburg. Yeah. yeah, which is uh, really cool. And then uh, I went to a restaurant called King's Arm Tavern, which uh, all the servers are dressed in colonial um outfits and the the building the fir- the tables and the chairs that you sit on are very colonial very old school so but they had the wenches. food and they had wenches i guess wenches. <laughs> we were served by quite the wench and uh dude the food was phenomenal i mean you just i mean you take uh gourmet bougie and you put it in the 1800s i mean they just do some magical things with that can't miss um, can't miss with that combination <laughs> 
Yeah, it was really cool. I, I know you're a history buff, Martin, so I'm sure that you'd be all about this particular restaurant as well. We prefer to be called nerds, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. So um, uh, all in all, uh, a great weekend. And uh, I guess without further ado, um, let's uh, do what we do uh, last here on BTB. Let's drop some uh, stuff going on in the world of entertainment. Um, does anyone else have anything to, to drop really quick before we get started? Yeah, I definitely missed the um, Big Bad Wolf ride at um, Bush Gardens. So I found out the reason about the Bush Gardens ride, uh, the Big Bad Wolf ride. Yeah. The reason why they had to discontinue is because it could not be improved upon with uh, parts um, over okay. the years. They couldn't um, – because over the years, you have to maintain right. the ride safety. And, and, and if they don't have certain parts that work with that particular ride to – to let it last throughout the years, like they did with the Loch Ness Monster, it was one of the original coasters there, which yeah. is still one of the most thrilling ones. Um, uh, they had to take that one down, so that was gone. But you remember that, that ride, though, gone. right? But that's the ride I went to in my youth. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, again, I, I haven't been um, to Bush Gardens uh, since then, so uh, I've been missing out, man. Theme parks are awesome, man. It's a yeah, cool park, and especially if you go there around Christmas time, it's all decorated for Christmas. With a that's bunch of lights and stuff, yeah. That's what I was thinking. You you've actually uh, went when it was uh, the Christmas theme. I have before, yeah, yeah. And I mean, oh, they wow. have like they have some of the coasters that are still open, and like I rode whatever mm-hmm. ride the big bad big bad wolf became. Mm-hmm. It, well, it might have been a big bad wolf when I was there last, um, but yeah, it was kind of like crazy riding it, and it was freezing cold outside, like whipping in your face. That's frigid thing. Air. Yeah, it's <laughs> frigid air. Uh, during Christmas time, uh, especially like a coaster when it's like freezing out, uh, could be a different yeah. experience. But you know, just and it's the same thing just going on a coaster at night. You know, it's a complete thing. So, uh, but yeah, that was my weekend, guys. And uh, um, very cool. You know, did uh, some nice dinner with the family. You know, you had a great Greek restaurant. Opa, and uh, and here we're on BTB, and I'm gonna get together uh, with some friends uh, this Saturday. So. I guess I guess without further ado, let's talk about everything going on in the world of entertainment with movies first. So here we go. It is time for the Hollywood Report. That's hot. That's bananas. That's off the chain. There it is. Yes. Oh, man. So it's interesting, interesting Newsweek because um, with the strike, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's not in production. So a lot of things that we were talking about is things that have already been in the can um, that are, are coming out. Um, but as far as stuff in production, you know, it's kind of a different story because everything is on hold right now, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. But uh, nonetheless, uh, the box office is still, uh, you know, still goes strong uh, over the weekend. Um, Denzel Washington is no longer the box office leader. As the Nun Two was the number one movie with 32.6 million over the weekend, I do want to see that. I do need to see that film. I've been a big Me fan too. of the Conjuring, the Conjuring franchise, and Nun, the first Nun, was one of the most frightening, I think, of the Conjuring movies, in my opinion. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys agree with that. If you've seen a lot of the Conjuring's uh, oh, Conjuring movies and Annabelle yeah. and all that, yeah, they're I'm all watching, very frightening. Yeah, watching the Nun right now for the first time. Yeah. Oh, okay, you're watching. Nice. Yeah, yeah. The, nice. the whole uh, thing's based on a, a true story. I don't know about the nun part, but that family that does exorcist is real. That's true. 
that's true. And same with the Conjuring family as well. The the couple. Yeah. That's that's based on a real um an actual couple as well. Which so. is which is fucking terrifying. Oh yeah. <laughs> we just kind of pretend that's Williamsburg. Not a thing. Williamsburg is one of the original ghost towns. And uh, my next trip to to uh, Williamsburg will definitely uh, be a ghost tour. Um, but nonetheless, it definitely makes you a believer. Um, but uh, again, um, none, num- the Nun 2, number one, Equalizer 3, number two, which again, I haven't, haven't gotten to the Equalizer movies. Yeah, it was um, really good. Denzel is so Chachi. cool. Was he yeah. in his upper 60s now? And he's still so cool. Still able yeah. to, to produce a, a quality action film. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's just a basic like, I mean, the movie does great. It's just like, you know, they establish these assholes and then, you know, Denzel takes care of them, his character. It's just a, a great setup. It's an enjoyable movie. I would like to see a crossover between Equalizer and um, John Wick. I think that'd be a really <laughs> cool movie. Are they in the same universe or is that something that, that, that you would think would I don't, be good? I think crossover. it'd be good. I don't I mean, they haven't shown anything being the same universe yet. Okay. I'd fucking see it. Oh, yeah. I'd pay money for that. That's pretty interesting. Okay. Canu and Denzel Washington, yeah. All right. All right. And then the third, fourth, and fifth movies, respectively, My Big Fat Greek Wedding Part 3. An Indian movie, a Bollywood movie, can you believe it? Broke the top five called Dewan with $6.2 million. And then still running strong, my girl Margot Robbie. Um, the actual Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, is... gr- my girl Margot Robbie. <laughs> the, the original, the original Margot right, Robbie. Original. Uh, Barbie, uh, still uh, the top. Of the, can you still at the top five? And, and I think that the uh, movie's already read, uh, already available for VOD. Yeah. And it's still in the top five. Um, that brought in another six million over the weekend. Um, and as you know, six hundred twenty million here in the U.S. and over one billion globally, which is just so Freaking six million insane. or the weekend? Wow, like like so many movies now come out and don't even make six million for their whole run. Right. Yeah, it's a great film. Like, what do you want? It's a great freaking film. Yeah, it a just great, goes to show that people great. want originality for right. their films. Yep. They're tired of all these sequels and all these mm-hmm. superhero movies and spinoffs Reboots, and all this stuff. Yeah. 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 You know, it like yeah, and it, it was clever. It was fun. Yeah. And like it didn't take a preachy side politically. Like if you were feminist, there's plenty of stuff <laughs> to be stoked about. But at the end, like the voiceover lady says, the patriarchy is a made-up imaginary idea for people who don't have better things to do. So, yeah. Like, I mean, they're, they're <laughs> I'm glad you saw it that way, Martin, because some people, some other folks saw it a different way and, and thought that it was like nail bashing or, you know. Yeah, um, I, I saw that part too. Yeah. Um, no, that, man, that's I, certainly. I, I think a lot of the part of it was like Ken was the most sympathetic character in the whole film. Yeah, like, I, I agree. I think, I think you could argue he's actually the character of the story. Like Barbie is like kind of around during Ken's big arc, but I mean she doesn't mm-hmm. change or progress like him. No. Yeah. No, and but, like uh, this, that movie stayed true to the characters. Just like Super Mario Brothers stayed true to the characters yeah. and did very well. You know, like if they would have did Amy Schumer as Barbie, which they were planning on doing first. Oh my God, dude! They never would have did these kind of numbers. You know, it would have been horrible. I mean, Margot Robbie it looked like Barbie. You know, it wasn't race swapped. It wasn't gender swapped. Right. Well, you they know, did have like, your different races of Barbies, Chachi. Yeah, they did. Kind of yeah. But there's actually talking, different Barbies. And Barbie they labeled yeah. her yeah. that, like, the, like, atypical Barbie. She was the original yeah. version. They, they had Barbies right. for everybody. And that's what they, that's the same with the toy line. It's identical yeah, they, to the toy hey, man, line. So. They, they had Sugar Daddy Ken. You don't got to tell me. 
Do they have actually have a have a fat Barbie too? Yeah, there was a fat Barbie in the movie. That do they have one? Yeah, our yeah, friend. It, our I friend was, there, was, there was there was a few more fat Barbies than I thought was <laughs> correct in representation, but most of the Barbies hit the gym. But okay. it's actually a, a fat Barbie doll. Yeah, there, there is, is one okay. that exists. Huh? That, that, okay. I, I I've not seen one. If you have a I, link I, or a photo, please share. I, I, I really like. How they how they worked all their like really terrible Barbie ideas into the show. Yeah. Like they had those weird creepy like ones and like like the kid sister cousin whatever. Yeah. You know our friend Mr. Carrie Anderson, right, Chachi? He posted the sugar daddy uh, Ken uh, with the with the young Barbie. And yeah. then and then you then you quoted uh, a commented we should all be so lucky. I'm like oh my god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the other one? It was like. It was like young single pregnant cousin or something like that. <laughs> pregnant in high school, Barbie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, there was there was the one where no, it was developing girl Barbie where you like squeeze her and her tits got bigger. Yeah, that was real. Oh, wow. too. That was a real that one they like had. A real one. Yeah. They put that Holy in shit, that's crazy. Yeah. It was like, how did you get away with that? Like, oh, it was 1976. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, back then, all girls wanted bigger breasts. <laughs> but um, moving on. Speaking of sequels, now Barbie's Chachi, ass I... pumps up. Oh, okay. That could be good as long as it's too not too much, not too much. But uh, um, Kim Kardashian, the, the booty's a little yeah, no. little, little too much for my most taste, of, but, most of know. them today are a little too big. Most of them they're yeah. like yeah. ladies, you gotta calm the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't need but, all the attention in the world. Okay. Yeah. Just take eighty so percent of the attention and be fine with it. Yeah, and you don't ha- you don't want to have to buy custom pants. I mean, I see girls walking around with like six pack abs and like hips that are five feet wide. I'm like, how? <laughs> yes. Like, why would you do what? that? Like, why would you kill yourself in the gym and then? All right. Whatever. Right. <laughs> only to yeah, only to add that monstrosity, right? Yeah. yeah. But um, speaking of sequels, I know you would like Chachi. Beetlejuice two. Um, some update on Beetlejuice two. They only had. One percent left to shoot. They were ninety-nine percent done the film, and they didn't even were able to get like an extension, you know, right after wow. the writer strike uh, dropped, and then of course the actors strike after that. But they're grateful with the footage that they got with a recent interview with uh, Tim Burton, and um, all they really have to do is a couple scenes. They know exactly what they need to to shoot, but um, yeah, that's uh, you know, yeah, it's you- uh, kind of like. Very you guys really fucked Tim Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. I mean, you you, you guys did, yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys did. Yeah, I mean, you guys did. You guys, you guys, you the the film actors. The film actors fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Are you blaming it on us? Yeah, all the film actors guild people. Oh, you're gonna upset the birthday boy. <laughs> oh, it's going to get upset. you used this uh this uh joke last week. You know what the uh, Film Actors Guild stands for, right, Martin? What? It doesn't exist, but it's it's really oh, the it Screen Actors Guild. But the Film Actors Guild's another guild, and that stands for something else, I think. I was tricked. I was tricked on the on the set of the um. I, I think you were a child. Head of states. Yes. All right. So uh, Beetlejuice two hopefully will still be in theaters roughly a year from now, in September 2024. We will see what happens there. Um, they do have a murder she wrote movie in the works, which I don't understand how that would work. That was that was a TV show with yeah. with uh, Angela Lansbury as a mystery writer. But uh, so who's gonna play her now, Queen Latifah? That's a very good question. I don't I don't think they've uh, gotten to casting yet. 
You got but, you got a guest who wants to say hi to the show, Al. Hey, who is oh, that? Oh snap! Is that Galina? It's, it's Margot Robbie version 2.0. <laughs> 2.0 the house. Hello. All right, she ran away. <laughs> what is she holding? That's my, my ferret. Okay. Yeah, I got That's I got two ferrets. Yeah. And oh. the ferrets Beast. are here. Yeah, Beastmaster. Oh, ferrets. Uh, I, I didn't I, I didn't have the best experience with ferrets with my my former roommate. I just didn't. Chachi, really. you don't want alluding to? Yeah, but you want to leave, leave the comment of that. I was not. That you didn't have the best experience with ferrets. <laughs> no. Hey man, it's just, no. just poor just poor parenting, right? It's not their fault. Clearly, was it poor parenting? Dad. Ferrets aren't supposed to go there. That's 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 the that's the um. Oh, okay. I see where you're going with that. That was a mistake. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, all right. It's gonna, it's gonna be a bad experience. News on Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Um, James Wan said there's a lot of rumors circulating about the film that's been plagued by post-production, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, he's shutting down all those rumors um, that that was not the case. He also denied that Amber Heard's role was cut down. In fact, she her role was always the same, is basically yeah. what he was saying. Um, the focus was really not on Aquaman and Mera. Um, the focus you, is now on Aquaman and Orm, played by Patrick Wilson. Do you buy so that? So basically, at all? I don't know if he's covering his ass. There's yeah, a, I, a, I, I'm not sure I buy that at all. <laughs> <laughs> she was all up in that movie, and then she committed social suicide, so they had to go back and cut that bitch out of the film. That's what happened. <laughs> she she became a villain, and as you know, this is the last film of the DCEU. And I guess, you know, Warner Brothers is saying, fuck it. You know, it's like they're going into um, a new direction with James Gunn and Peter Safran. And this film will not be canon anymore. So. Yeah, it's time to reboot the whole entire, like, universe when people are already over superhero movies. Yeah, I mean, that definitely. Time to start back over from scratch when everybody's done with them and wants other stuff. Yeah, that definitely affected The Flash. I mean, it was like, if we know the universe is dying, a movie that specifically ties in a bunch of different characters, we're like, wow. Yeah. Well, that, that's that's a very good point. Um, I mean, like, how can they it, how, how can they reboot the whole universe again? Like, people don't want to see origin stories. They're they're pretty don't. much yeah. giving up on superhero movies now. They're oversaturated. Like, that's right. How, the, most of the Marvel films have and DC films have underperformed, with the exception of Guardians Three. I think that was the man. only one that did very well. Um, it's probably the only year. one that made money, I think. Oh, Spider yeah. Spider Man and Across the Spider Verse did very well as well. Yeah, well, but I think right. Like we're we're over the like how many more times do you need to see Bruce and Martha Wayne die? How many more times yeah. do you need to see Superman in the pod fly towards her? Like exactly. we got that part. Let's let's hit exactly. us with some other stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, here's something not original, but something we don't really see too often: a Christmas musical film called Journey to Bethlehem, and it's a faith-based film. But Sony Pictures is releasing it, so. Uh, uh, it's actually from the directorial debut of Adam Anders, who was the producer on Glee. And it's the retelling of the story of Mary and Joseph and the birth of Jesus. And the film is a live action Christmas musical weaving classic Christmas melodies with humor, faith and pop songs. And uh, is it um, is, is it getting good reviews? It's um, the, the trailer just dropped. So right. uh, expect the film to be dropped on November 10th. All right. Listen, um, man. So just I'm, in time, 
I'm super Christian. Yes. That being said, I have rarely found good Christian music or faith-based films or shows. Right. I just no, nothing against Christ the Lord, but like it doesn't seem to translate to entertaining media. Is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I mean, I can't remember the last faith-based film that won an Oscar or was nominated for an Oscar. So I guess Passion you do have the a Christ. point. Oh, that's the last one. Yeah, Passion <laughs> of the Christ go. was Passion a legit the Christ. film. Bit of a bummer. It's gonna ruin your day. But that was a great <laughs> film. Did that win but, an Oscar? Uh, I, I just know it won like all kinds of stuff. I don't know if it won an Oscar. It's just did it won? Did it win for Best Picture? Yeah, it definitely was nominated. I doubt Jim it. Jim Cat. Yeah, people were going to see that movie like twenty times in the theater. Like that was a whole movement. I don't know how. Yeah, that was like emotionally draining movie. Yeah. But um, who's who's playing Jesus in this movie? Well, uh, let's some baby. See. <laughs> it's not like some <laughs> black trans woman, is it? Stop, Josh. It'd be a, it'd be a black trans baby. <laughs> Baby, it's no. up Fiona Paloma That's true. Oh, yeah, baby. as Mary, Mary the Virgin from Outer Banks, Milo Manham as Joseph, Antonio Banderas as There, there you go. Touch this. Totally go. What I'm gonna do? If if Mary is not just a virgin, but if she's a trans woman, it's even more of a miracle. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> Feeds right into the theme. Oh my God! The Lord works in mysterious ways. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> Stephanie Gill as Fatima, Rizwan Manji as um, Gino Sagers, and Omer Dajili is the Gladi. Uh, I don't know, and uh, I don't recognize any of the other names, so I'm not. I'm not sure okay. who's playing Jesus in that one. So, um, again, um, and um, our boy John Snow, uh, Kit Harrington. Apparently, they just released first look images from his feature, What Remains of Us. Pretty cool premise. So it takes place in 1965, and basically, um, Kit Harrington's uh, daughter begins to question her unusual life. And basically, what happens is that Kit Harrington's character turns into a monster once a month. And uh, apparently, her parents kind of like most women. Mon- <laughs> Too soon. Right. <laughs> I see what you're saying there. And her parents say the monster is nothing to be afraid of. The monster <laughs> escapes, and the girl is uh, basically had to confront the reality of her dad's identity as the monster. Okay. Um, that's a promise. Could be it, man. Could be really interesting. And then, of course, you had the Toronto Film Festival that released a whole bunch of really awesome films. We talked a, a little bit about some of those films last week, and of course, the second half of uh, the Toronto Film Festival. That's some great releases. Of course, a lot of the actors couldn't be in there in person unless they had like a SAG interim agreement. Um, but uh, your favorite, your new favorite, uh, Chachi, Jenna Ortega, had a movie um, oh. called Finest Kind uh, with uh, Ben Foster, Toby Wallace, Tommy Lee Jones, and Tim Daly. Um, and it was um, basically... Uh, I think it's a, a period piece movie from what I from uh, what I could tell. And uh basically it's uh one of the characters um beginning law school and spends a summer vacation wor- working alongside his brother. And um I believe Jenna Ortega's playing the um the interest of one of the younger the younger actors character, um which doesn't surprise me you know it's jenna ortega right um 
So that was uh, one film. And then they had a film called Quiz Lady. Um, that had Aquafina and uh, 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 not a fan of Aquafina. She's annoying. Really? I think it's pretty funny. Sandra Oh and Jason Schwartzman are in this film um, called Quiz Lady. And it's a 30 something that lives in the suburbs of Philadelphia with her pug alone. And rarely goes off script. She spends her waking hours crunching numbers as an accountant. And uh, apparently she um, basically reminds herself to tune into her favorite program, Can't Stop the Quiz, and also has an alarm that tells her to stand up occasionally in the office so she won't get blood clots and die. So she, I guess she's dealing with a serious illness. And also has to deal with uh, hopefully some happy ending. I mean, I, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, the, um, the rest sounds depressing as shit. It's very. De- <laughs> it sounds depressing. Yeah. But I think with Aquafina, it's gonna have a, a lighter tone. You think? I don't know. Yeah. That's debatable. We'll say. It's debatable. It's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> so you think if like the strike continues, we're gonna start seeing all these like independent movies being released at the theater? I hope so. That would be really good, I think. <laughs> like all like the film you, festival you like type of movies. Yeah. You said the film festival type of movies and Chachi, you've yeah. seen some of those uh Tribeca yeah. films. Well we saw we films. saw the cool ones there and like and like they're not released in the theaters. So I wonder if they're gonna be released in the theaters now because they're gonna need content to um show and it could be a good thing. I think it's a very good these, thing. All know, the huge blockbusters. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and more independent voices. You get young directors looking to try something yeah. new rather than just like corporate overlords with an IP that they're just trying to squeeze the maximum amount of money on. So it's all, mm-hmm. right. you know, plastic and political. Yep. Yeah, no, yeah. Give me give me a small yeah. Give me some guy with a budget of like 500K. Exactly yeah. what I want. Right, you, I mean, do you think like that, like Reservoir Dogs would even be shown in the theater nowadays if it came out now? <laughs> right. Dude, half wow, the movie, Tr- Tropic Thunder couldn't happen now. No, oh, no. God, well, well, we no. don't know why that won't happen now. <laughs> but Chachi, will you watch um, a movie called Close to You with Elliot Page? Now, Elliot Page plays Sam, a trans man living in Toronto, and deciding oh, whether I don't buy it. You don't buy it. Um, he's trying to it decide sounds, whether it sounds to, far-fetched. Uh, trying to decide whether or not to return home to his father's birthday party. I guess the the father is not open to the transition of, of the, the transgender son. Right. Um, so I guess it's um, a role near and dear to Elliot Page's heart, you know? Um, um, so that was a part of the Tribeca Film Festival as well. well it's definitely um, closer and, to um, Elliot Page's heart now. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't Elliot Page have a topless scene in there? Is that what I heard? I don't know. Um, and then we got a film, wow, Justin Timberlake, Benicio Del Toro, Alicia Silverstone. Wow, that's a heck of a cast. It's called yeah. Reptile. I think we talked about this film before, but I guess it's basically a young realtor is haunted by her secrets and is murdered. And her boyfriend, played by Justin Timberlake, is heir to a real estate empire, discovers her body in the bedroom of the house that the uh that the couple planned to sell so i guess it's him dealing with uh, the aftermath of all that and um yeah wow and the investigation of course is led by benicio del toro so i guess he's trying to solve the case of the murder okay. and uh i know you'll like this film martin taika watiti's film next goal wins 
Mm-hmm. It's a underdog soccer comedy. Um, it's a new Taika Titi movie. A new Taika Waititi movie, yes. Um, and apparently it's based on real life characters. Uh, Thomas Ranjan and transgender soccer player Jaya Salia. Um, and um, apparently Wakit, uh, Taika Waititi was the only actor uh, or director for that matter for this film. In attendance, as you know, a lot of the actors cannot promote the films that are ready, guaranteed right. by a distributor. And um, so it's but, about uh, that. It's about that transgender soccer player just crushing everybody. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's also about him, better than uh, Pele. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm I'm it's, entirely for trans women in sports because then like the U.S. women's team will never n- lose another soccer game again. We're just we're gonna field. Yeah, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna field global dominance for the next century. Why can't we beat the Americans? <laughs> I thought we already well, had it's one. All, it's also about the coach that um, had to coach a losing soccer team in Samoa. I'm guessing that one of the characters was transgendered, mm. but maybe that's not like the focus of the film. Cool. And I think I saw the trailer during uh, Oppenheimer. The trailer dropped, so okay. might be worth might be worth a look if you uh, if maybe you... maybe less independent movies at the theater then. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. If this is the case. If that is the case. There's there's going to be a documentary on Louis C.K. as part of uh, the Toronto Film Festival. Really? And um, yeah, and then they're going to, I guess, interview a bunch of fellow comedians and whether the allegations of misconduct were deserved or not. You know? Yeah, that was I mean, People already forgave him by now. Yeah. Well, I think so. He won yeah. two Grammys for, for his comedy. Um, CD, yeah, so you know? have, you, have you seen the last one? Like, he talks about it. Yeah. Does he talk about it in the last one? Oh, oh, he totally talks about it. Yeah, so I don't think he put the album out yet, but he released it on YouTube when he did it, and then, like, an official release is coming. But, like, he was really candid about it, and it was, like, hilarious and understandable. And, mm-hmm. yeah, so I just think, you know, like, what a weird thing to live through something like that and be like, all right, so everybody knows this is my life for the last three years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw him on, um, you know, at a small comedy venue here on Magoobies. You know, it might have been a few years after it happened. And it, I right. mean, it worked out well for me because I got like cheap tickets, like practically like front row to see Louis C.K. When like a few years before then, like you had to spend like hundreds, you know, yeah. to get like in the back of a huge auditorium, you know, a huge concert hall. Um, but he was hilarious and it was crazy. He was like he was like the I'd say the, the liberal darling, you know, back when he was coming up. He was a liberal routine. darling. Oh yeah, no. yeah. He was. Um, I mean, you know, the left and you know, and the right loved him too. But you know, I think he's even more popular on, on the left. Interesting. Yeah, they they used to love Lizzo also. Yeah. <laughs> Lizzo. I mean, <laughs> with Lizzo, yeah. I think anybody who has talent should be able to be a uh, um, music star. You know, because I think if you just judge people based on their looks you're going to lose out on a lot of um great talent which you know if you look, look back you know especially like in the 60s and 70s you know we had a lot of people who like were not attractive yeah goofy looking. had a, yeah had amazing voices you know and like you know even mm-hmm. like somebody like like you know tom petty yeah. who's amazing you know and like he was I mean, he kind of made man. fun of yeah bob dylan like tom petty kind of made fun of his um his and his band's looks by calling them the heartbreakers you know, kind of like tongue in cheek, but you know, amazing talent. You know, so 
But Lizzo, I think that she was pushed further than her talent based on her looks. Because I guess that she made um, people feel better about themselves. You know. Well, th- well, that's what I was saying. But like, then they they turned right. So like, she was this whole like big positive body whatever the. Right. And then like, and then body all the positive. allegations, yeah, allegations came out like you know six weeks ago that she makes everybody feel terrible and they're thinking of lawsuits. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah. Public opinion turns real quick. Oh and yeah. One thing yeah. I, and one thing you shouldn't do is put Lizzo anywhere near the Star Wars universe. And sadly, mm. you did that with the Mandalorian. That was awful. That was awful. Damn that it. was. What the bad. hell, dude? That's like putting a Kardashian in there. It just doesn't yeah. belong. It just yeah. really doesn't belong. It was so shoehorned in there. And uh, oh, God. Huge, huge yeah, it shoe-horned. felt weird. All of a sudden, it felt the, like a 90s sitcom. You're like, that was oh. the yeah. worst, worst, worst thing. Yeah, it really took me out of the whole like show, watching that, watching those scenes. Um, even Jack, I, mean, I love Jack Black, but I mean, Star look at him. Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. It is. And, um, you know, they actually they actually were like considering Lizzo for the Super Bowl halftime show for next year, which I don't know why they keep picking these artists who like the people who watch the Super Bowl aren't fans of. I guess they're trying to get <laughs> people to watch it who you know don't like football. But I, I can't imagine like Lizzo has you know, her fans are huge football watchers. It doesn't yeah I mean that's the completely wrong audience for sure. Yeah. So. I think Fair Play's having a little bit of trouble, so... Uh, Come on, Fair Play. You've been on the show oh 30 times. <laughs> it's been, I haven't been on in a minute, but I'm um, trying to guide him while we're... He's been um, on since we've been on like um, this format. Yeah, yeah, he has. He has been yeah. a couple times. Yeah. Um, all right, while he's figuring it out, let me uh, wrap up Tribeca. And, I think, uh, I think we'd have an easier time finding E than he would have trying to join this show. <laughs> but just barely. Uh, Oh man! So Kate Winslet. Oh, there we go. Here we go. Here we go. We're gonna put that. We're gonna put that Tribeca. Um, not Tribeca. We're gonna put that uh, Toronto Film Festival stuff on a brief hold. Let's go ahead and uh, welcome to Below the Belt Show, and I think he's joining us now. We have reality TV icon and. And the one and only reality TV villain, Johnny Fairplay, is he with us? How's it going, guys? Happy birthday. Hey, Fair. Hey. hey. Fair, thanks for joining us here on BTV, man. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Keep yeah, man. Keep your kids off drugs. Keep your, yeah. keep your yeah. kids off drugs. Judging by your hat you're wearing now. Yes, <laughs> keep the kids off drugs. That's a very important message, Fair. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> must, skip a, must skip a generation. Uh, I have uh, my <laughs> Haze World Order double IPA. Uh, yes. From Magnanimous oh. Brewing. Very excited about that. Nice. Nice. You got your sponsors, of course. I gotcha. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, I, I send a, a case sponsor. to the show. I just, I, I just thought it was a cool beer. I was just like, wow, really? You got, you got an NWO logo? Let's go. <laughs> Fairplay, cool. you actually you actually have your own beer at a local brewery, don't you? I have, I have five of my own beers. Here's one. Uh the uh the Johnny Sour Play. Uh <laughs> Sour <Pink> Play. <laughs> yeah, that's my this is my my fifth beer. Uh, Where can we find that beer? Uh Three Notch Brewery in Charlottesville, Virginia. So well okay. actually you can't. It's sold out in like one week. Oh, oh nice. 
Yeah. How many did you, you buy? Get... What's that? How many did you buy to have it sell out? <laughs> I, 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 I got like see. a six pack. I right. <laughs> <laughs> now it sold out then. <laughs> we made six. Uh, no. It was it was uh it was very popular. So no, I, I make awesome. uh, make pretty good beers. So it's tasty. Uh, the very the cool. one that I the one that I tried had a little bit of um kind of a lemon flavor, lemon honey um, um lemon notes. sour lemon sour lemon sour. Product. That was that was my that was last year's from uh, Three Notched, and then I, I've done a Villains R Us with Clouds Brewing, and mm-hmm. then I did a, 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 a Fair Play IPA with Bolero Snort Brewery out of New Jersey. And uh, I did a uh, Hoboken Whisper, me and Mike Turner. Uh, it was like a a, a, ta- uh, a, a, a a lime chili Thai uh, lager. It's pretty good. Hey man, nice. s- send the show a case of that IPA. We'll talk about it all the time. Let's 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 make a deal. I, I <laughs> Magnanimous Brewing, send me a case of Haze World Order, and I'll and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have yeah. done more podcasts. So. Yeah, yeah, this this show. <laughs> This show is sponsored by the sour yeah. IPAist leaves your enemies with a bitter taste in their mouth. There you go. So yeah, so I'm I'm going I'm going live in eight minutes. I'm doing the uh, the cast assessment uh, for Survivor. Oh, so you, so you're only you're only you're only available for a few minutes. Okay, well let's let's throw out House of Villains Fair if we could, yeah. uh, really quick. Uh, hosted by Joel McHale. It's going to drop on October twelfth. Yes. Well, Man, actually, you're... well, I'll I'll be in LA for the red carpet the week before. But. Okay. <laughs> and that's the thing, man. It's all about reality television with the writers and actors strike. So congrats on that. It will I'm be sure the you're... number one show on cable this fall. No right. Doubt. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> thank, I mean, thank you, writers strike and and screen actors. <laughs> actors strike. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Al. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yes. But yeah. uh, let's talk about some of your housemates, if you could. Um, sure. We got Johnny Bananas from the Challenge Fame. I mean, yeah. Omarosa from The Apprentice and oh, former wow. aide of of President Donald Trump, which is crazy to think. Um, my gosh, Tiffany Pollard. Oh my God, you know, I love New York, of course. My gosh, um, geez, I mean, obviously we, we, we got we got Jacks from Vanderpump Rules. We're doing yes. a uh, <laughs> we're doing a House of Villains watch party together in Boston. Um, okay. October 19th tickets available at villaintix.com. So there you that, go. That, that's villaintix.com. And then I have survivor viewing parties all over the country, uh, starting with the premiere in New York, uh, Wednesday, September 27th. Oh man, I want to go to that. Uh, September 27th. You available? I, I want to, I'm going to see if I can, man. Okay. Try. So uh, it's, uh, it's me, Jesse and Carla and Dwight. Eliza. 43, Eliza from, from nine. We love Eliza. Sydney from 41, Victoria from 38, Brooke, the winner of amazing race and, uh, some surprise guests that I cannot say, but you definitely want to be there. Uh, tickets <laughs> available at survivor That's survivor T I X.com. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm about to do the cast assessment with, uh, Carla. And uh, so we're, we're gonna we're oh gonna wow talk, we're gonna talk some villain shit together. So she's yeah. She's good. So, so Carla, uh, what you may or may not know, probably don't know, she would wake up every. She she's a huge WWE fan. She came to one of my viewing parties wearing a Raw's War T-shirt, and every morning she would wake up and she would go, "Time to play the game and spit out coconut water." <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. How cool is uh, that? 
That is freaking awesome. So that in her area code awesome. 619. And, and she, like, <laughs> San Diego. And left it, you know, in, in homage to, to Rey Mysterio. Dude, dude. I know you can't talk about this show, but what can you tell us? I mean, I know it's going to be crazy. <laughs> I, can't talk about the show. I can tell you it is one of the greatest concepts in the history of television. I, okay. uh, I literally cried uh, very early on. Uh, so, so, you know, it could have been before the first person goes. Uh, I just love the concept so much. I mean, to, to have the 10 greatest villains ever mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. and, and who's the good guy? Like, like, right. I, I, I would, I, I, uh, I had to film pickups the other day and I was just like, you know, like who's the hero and, 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 and product, they're just like, there is no hero. You can only hope to either be an anti-hero, anti-hero, right. or <laughs> the greatest of the villains. Right. Oh, but there is no it. such thing as a hero in this show whatsoever. Like it, it is, uh, it is such a unique concept, and uh, and and it's it's so wild because you know, like uh, as, as great of villains as we are. They kept bringing in other villains to host <laughs> challenges. I mean, like, as you saw from the preview, Carol Baskin and Abby from Dance Moms and Daniel oh Stott. Carol Baskin, wow. And, and, Carol and, Baskin uh, and is Spencer Pratt. Who? Who? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my great. God. From Tiger King fame. That is crazy. Yeah, that is it, insane, it was, man. It was, it was so not like uh, it, it was uh. I, I'm very, uh, I'm very excited to be a part of it, and uh, I'm, I'm beyond excited to promote it. I'm doing viewing parties, uh, as I said, all over the country. I'm going to be uh, Cincinnati for House of Villains. I'm doing a viewing party uh, November 30th. Tickets available once again at villainticks.com. I believe there's going to be a finale party in Los Angeles. Uh, Ooh, all right. So I, I think they're taking a week off for Thanksgiving. So it'll be uh, December 21st. Like, so the, they'll, they'll be the Survivor finale on December 20th. And uh, oh, so, wow. So, so it'll be a th- uh, three days in Los Angeles. So it's going to be a karaoke deal with all money going to uh, um, uh, Hearts Reality on December 19th. That's a Tuesday okay. night. Wednesday is uh, Bryce and Wendell's Survivor finale event. And then on the 21st, it's my House of Villains finale event. Wow. That might be an event worth making the trip out west for sure. My God. I I think we're going to have a shake DJing. uh, 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 We're going to have Johnny Bananas out there. I think it's going to make it. It's going to be it's going to be pretty crazy. Oh, wow. Fantastic. So the, the cash prize winner is uh, $200,000. Wow. Yeah. They, they did not like, like literally when they announced the cash prize, the entire cast, other than me, they're just like, I make a hundred grand a month off Instagram. This is so weak. <laughs> and they're like, Johnny Fairplay, what do you think? I'm like, I live in North Carolina. This is $18 million. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you guys are get assholes. More, get more, get more bang for your buck. For my children's children. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, I do okay on Instagram. I do not make 100 grand a month on Instagram. So, right. uh, yeah. Can, kudos so to some- them. Get some bang for your buck. But, uh, dude, that's a great man with, with, of course, your survivor. 
parties yeah. across the country and of course house of villains man are, do you, are you happy what first of all how what was your feeling when you got the call that you're going to be on this house of villains show that was i mean the first return- call the, the, the 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 concept was was created because of me literally because <laughs> of you okay. yes i i am the i am the the original villain i'm one of the greatest villains in the history of reality television if not the greatest and so, so no i like i i got the first phone call so you, you said that in the trailer Play, that you are one of the greatest or most well i mean well when the people that create the show tell you that i mean <laughs> you just like who, who am i not to quote the creators of the show <laughs> right what year was that um your first um survivor 2003 episode? was my first so it's my 20th anniversary and and me and omarosa have, have been friends for uh uh for for 20 years or, or for 19 years I, we we met in 2004 so i've, I've known omarosa for quite some time, was that so. long god all right, hey, listen, man, live your life how you need to, but I recommend not hanging out with Carol Baskin. Uh, Carol, Carol yeah. Baskin, it, uh, you, we'll, we'll get there. It's, you're, gonna, <laughs> you're gonna disappear. You're gonna disappear yeah. in the Gator Field. Uh, try, well, he's here with me. us. I, I don't, I don't know what they're gonna show, so I can't say anything until the episode airs. <laughs> but I right. will tell you that that that. that oh, everything that everything that you could imagine to be addressed was addressed by uh, us. Oh, dude, okay. I, I know what's going to happen. You're going to bring her on to like guest host a challenge where each of the couples has to go to a murder scene and see if they can hide all the evidence. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I don't so No, no, no. There, it, it was uh, it was it was very surreal. So she, I mean, for the record, she was beyond nice. Uh, I uh, I actually listened to the the Tiger King podcast prior to the Netflix thing. And it's and and. The stories vary quite a bit, so uh, you know, know know what you know, know what you don't. So like, so yeah. Uh, I'll stop picking on Carol. Point made. Yeah. Well, no, I, <laughs> I don't think she's a great person, but I don't think she's as bad as Netflix would like you to believe. So yeah, homicidal murder is pretty bad. Fair point. That's like, like when, bad, when, yes. when, when I listen to when I listen to the podcast, I, I just envisioned uh, uh, Joe Exotic as, as Russell Hance. I was just like, man, this is just a horrible human being. So like whoever was on the other side of that, I'm just like, I'm rooting for you. Uh, also true. Also true. Yeah. He's not a quality. <laughs> there was that was one of the weirdest shows where, again, there was no heroes like you. Yeah. There was well, nobody no, I, good. No, on the Netflix deal, like I, I liked Joe. Like I, 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 I mm-hmm. felt they did a, a really as good as you, a good a job as you could do making him likable. But like, no, there, there's, I, you know, everybody has, everybody has problems, everybody has issues. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it, no, it's, uh, it, get ready. I, I, I think, uh, I think you guys are gonna love this show. I, I'm fortunate enough. I'm gonna go to LA to, to watch the premiere the week before. And then the uh, 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 the following week, I'm going to have a party at my house to watch the premiere live. And everyone else can watch House of Villains live. This is the first yes. time ever in the history of network television. Uh, awesome. or, or Sorry, the first time ever in the, in the history of cable television. Cable. It's, 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 it's going to be a four network premiere. It is I know. premiering October 12th on Dude. E! USA Network, Sci-Fi, and Bravo. And Bravo. 75-minute premiere for the first episode every week following on e at 10 p.m on thursday nights I, wow. i'm beyond excited this is freaking incredible that's quadruple the audience fair play that's amazing yeah, yeah. We're, gonna, awesome, we're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna kill it so. good for you man enjoy
Yeah. A couple more things. I know you got to go uh, shortly, Fair, but uh, I read on uh, the Survivor 45 cast, Maryland will be representing uh, Emily Flippin from Laurel, Maryland, and Hannah Rose from Baltimore. So um, I guess I'm, I guess I got to root for them on the cast. But, so Hannah uh, and is he, friends with uh, my friend Mackenzie, who I think you've uh, you've met before. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So, so get oh, ready. nice. Nice, nice. Uh, any anyone in the cast stick out? I know that one particular cast member returned that was taken out of the game early during his season due to an I, injury. I am not rooting for him. I'm rooting for everyone. I, like I, of anyone to bring back for anything that that's happened to someone. Like that, I, I felt like that guy was a dud going in, and I feel like he's a dud going into this. So I'm I'm actively rooting <laughs> against him. <laughs> and uh, one more question, Fair Play. What do you think about the merger with uh, UFC, WWE, and Endeavor with TK Holdings? So uh, I, uh, I, I have I have bought in on on numerous times at ten grand a pop uh, on WWE stock. I got in at fifty six. I sold okay. at eighty six. I got in again at eighty two. I sold at 100. I got back in at 88. I sold at <laughs> 106, and I I just got in again at 99. And okay. uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, like the new cable, like everyone or the the new network deal, like everyone's just like, oh my god, like you know they got a billion dollars for Fox last time. What's it gonna be? Rumor and innuendo, the next deal with Fox or for SmackDown is gonna be for two billion dollars. There's Jeez. still a writer's strike. There's still the Screen Actors Guild strike. Buy right. your, like I, I'm looking at selling WB stock at about 125. Ooh. Mm. So there you go. Wow. Now, what do you think it will how it will affect the product? Do you think it will improve the product? Oh, it's gonna be great. Uh, Nick, Nick Khan has full confidence in, in uh, Triple H, and so do I. Nice. So hopefully Triple H will maintain his creative uh, as the head of creative. I hope. It, it, I think it'll be even more. Triple H head of creative. Yes. Yeah. That's when it got good. Fair play. Will so Vince have any that... kind of input? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like he's, he's got a sweet mustache. That's all we can hope for. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, let's not forget the possibility of crossover with UFC stars into WWE, which we kind of already do with Ronda and Brock, but yeah, we're good. maybe, maybe <laughs> we're good. All right, fair play. I, I don't want to hold you up. I know you have another uh, podcast to do tonight. So uh, I really appreciate you. Happy birthday. The... Thank you. Thank yeah. you, fair. Um, if you could do a, a birthday promo shout out, let us know who you are. A plug for House of Villains. Give your buddy Al Soto a shout. And uh, yeah. Sure. It's Johnny Fairplay, reality TV icon, Survivor Hall of Famer, and star of E's fall hit House of Villains. Woo! Happy birthday, my good friend, Big Perv, Al Soto. Love you, brother. Been a long time. Hey, keep listening to BTB, and I wouldn't lie about that. Yes. <laughs> BB. That was, my, that was my former moniker, listeners, but yes. And, and current. <laughs> Retire. I'm current, yeah. How's the grandmother doing? Fair play? Out. It's fine. Chachi, you oh, had a question a, for John? Yeah, how's your grandmother doing? Uh, she passed away two weeks ago. Congrats. Thanks. Right. <laughs> Did you, you really? No. No. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, fair. Thank you so much. Thank you. Happy birthday. Hit me up. I'm around. All right. We'll talk. All right. We'll See talk ya. About Bye, me guys. All, All right. right. That's Congrats. Johnny Fairplay. House of Villains, man. Always a pleasure.
Yeah, I'm he probably holds the record for being on our show the most. I think so. I think so. And it's been a minute since so. we have it on because now he yeah. has a show to promote. And um, right. I thought the perfect person to join in the show. So let's let's wrap up movie stuff before we take a classic cut break. Oh my gosh, we were still talking about the Tribeca. Sorry, not Tribeca. Why keep saying fucking Tribeca? We're still talking about the Toronto <laughs> Film Festival. Um, now a twenty four. They have signed a SAG interim agreement so the stars can come out for their premiere. And Nick Cage actually came in, uh, actually took the stage at the Toronto Film Festival for his film uh, called Dream Scenario. That's an interesting uh, uh, title, but Nicolas Cage, I know he's one of your favorites, Chachi, right? He plays uh, oh, yeah. Paul Matthews, uh, an academic who is thrust into the limelight after he starts inexplicably appearing in people's dreams. Uh, in this satirical swipe at celebrity and groupthink. Um, and uh, I think the premise is really cool. Um, you know, uh, it's it's Nick Cage, man, you know, um, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, it's going to be weird if it's Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. And I still I still want to see a Superman movie, but <laughs> uh, no. well, we're happy to see that in the flash, of course. That was pretty cool. That was really cool, by the yeah, way. Yeah. I'm so disappointed with the reaction to the Flash. Like, I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I thought it was, I, I liked it. I oh. went in expecting not to like it because right. I heard it was so bad. But like I thought Michael Keaton freaking nailed it. Oh, nailed Ugh. it. Yes, totally nailed it. And we were going to see, see the a Michael Keaton movie now. Well, hold on. Now he's Batman. supposed to make a rumor. He's supposed to be making a rumor appearance in Aquaman too. And Is he, he really? had. And he was in the Batgirl movie, but that got scrapped, as you know. Right. right. I so, think he was going to be but, in Aquaman, too. Yeah, there's. I, I think I read that he was going to be in Aquaman as well. So, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. That, that could be a, be one of I those thought, fake I thought, news I, I, I thought that was Ben Affleck. I thought Ben Affleck was Ben sure. Affleck. Uh, yeah, it was a Ben Affleck. Okay, maybe maybe I'm confusing. You're right. You're right, Martin. Um, okay, what else in the Toronto Film Festival? Kate Winslet had a movie called Lee, uh, which basically uh, she is a, a journalist named Lee Miller. And she's the famed World War II photographer. And apparently this film took a long journey because many of the male ex- executives, studio executives, would not give her the funding to make the film. And apparently she was very vocal about that. And um, but apparently she finally did get the funding because uh, apparently the script is has uh has been ready for quite a long time. What's it about? And apparent apparently she's um she's uh, has some nude scenes. And she's apparent, always yeah, which is interesting. Which you know, yeah, I don't she, mind, she's, you know. She's beautiful. I'm I'm still thank you, Miss Winslet. But like it's not a new thing. She's been nude in like every film. Yeah, I know. And for like a while too. Like some actresses will do a glancing shot. She'll like shirt off and just like sit in a chair looking at the camera for five minutes. Doesn't care. No. <laughs> And Kate is no longer she's not she's she's not slim and super fit. So um, some of the I guess the producers were encouraging her not hide more. But she was like, why? Because um, um, just because a bit of flesh. No, mm-hmm. that's the way it's going to be, is what she said. You know, she Let said, know, yeah, Kate. You, yep. She said, you know, I had to be really fucking brave about letting my body be its softest, softest version of itself. And I'm not hiding from that. Wasn't it always, though? 
guess <laughs> maybe it's softer than it was. Yeah, before. no, she's, she's, she's been curvier generally. Yeah, she's she's never been like you know yeah. like super fit or anything. Right, exactly. So again, yeah, like you're gonna it. see you're gonna see your nude. So so apparently there's a movie called American Fiction that's part of the Toronto Film Festival with Jeffrey Wright, which is apparently giving a lot of Oscar buzz like for his acting in this particular movie. As you know, Jeffrey Wright is phenomenal. So basically, he's a man in a creative crisis, and he published the book. And apparently, he was reading um short story called "The Artificial N Word," and apparently, <laughs> one yeah, I know, one of the students got very offended and walked out, and and then he yelled at the remaining students, and and then it led to a disciplinary meeting, and then the forced leave of absence because of. Uh, the controversy of the the outburst, I guess. Um, so, uh, interesting. This definitely falls into the film festival category. Chachi is definitely not the big blockbuster type of movie. That's a movie um, based on that. That's a movie based on it. Yeah, yeah. We just reading Wright. a book and somebody walks out of class. Yeah, some because of the title. Uh, because the title of basically, book. because of the t- the artificial. There you go. The title of that. All right. uh, Remember earlier I was they, talking about wanting all these independent movies to be in the theater. I take that back. You take it back now. <laughs> yeah, some of these sound awful. I mean, uh, they may oh be good, God. but I don't know. But they, they sound awful. Like, I, yeah. how are you going to pitch that? This is what you're going to get. There's a movie called yeah. Dumb Money. There you go. That's the title, right? It's uh, Paul Dano. You saw that preview? Yeah. yeah. Pete Davidson is an amateur stock trader who sees himself as a rebel. Um, Chailing Woodley is in it, and uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think of that trailer when you saw that Chachi? Did it still have a an indie house vibe to it, or something that you want to see? I, I think I don't think it looked indie to me. I mean, maybe it did not look budget, indie. but no, well, look good. Yeah. It looks interesting. It'd be an interesting story, and it's good to see uh, Pete Davidson in in a I guess a, dram- a more of a dramatic role. I guess I'm guessing, um, but you know, of course, he's still gonna put his comedic spin into it. And then there's I a lot. Also, hope it's better than that last movie he was in. Um, what was that movie called? Um, the oh, horror movie. Uh, oh, I haven't seen that one. Was that it's a awful? No. Was it awful? It's awful. <laughs> he, met yeah. his, he met his girlfriend from that film. Which one? Uh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, <laughs> I know which one, right? Yeah, you don't, you don't need to. You don't even say that because whatever movie he's on, he's gonna meet uh, his girlfriend on that movie, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, and then of a new, course, mo- new girlfriend, new movie. And they have actors who are now directing films at the uh, Toronto Film Festival. Ethan Hawke directs his daughter in a film called Wildcat. And we have uh, Viggo Mortensen directing uh, a film called The Dead Don't Hurt, which is a, a look at a couple separated by the trauma of a civil war. And then we have a movie called Gonzo Girl. Direct- yeah. We have a uh, movie called Gonza Girl, directed by Patricia Arquette, and apparently this is her directorial debut. Or she have a big, directorial. She have a big nose. Oh wow, <laughs> Gonzo, I get it, I get it. Is that the I premise? <laughs> and then Michael that's, Keaton's that's directing. <laughs> Michael Keaton's directing a film called Knox Goes Away, a thriller about a hitman struggling with memory loss. And Hale is one of the best dramas about dimensions I've ever seen. Dementia? There you go. Yeah, it's all about dementia. Yeah. Okay. And then we have a movie uh, with one of my favorites called Anna 
called, sorry, one of my favorites, Anna Kendrick, called Woman of the Hour. And this movie has already been acquired by Netflix. And as you know, it's based on a true story where Kendrick plays a contestant on a dating game in 1978. And it's the potential uh, date that apparently ended up being a serial killer. Oh, my God. Oh. Um, and it's based on a true story, which is pretty, pretty, pretty insane. So, uh, Rodney Alcala. Sorry to chime in without being interviewed. Oh, well, you know what? Hey, we're, we're uh, I'm happy you're with us, Artie Hall. We're, we're, we're going to um, take a classic cut break, but thank you for joining us. Um, just at the right time, uh, I wanted to introduce you. But um, we uh, just really quick that Netflix actually picked up this movie already uh, for $11 million. Uh, right after its Toronto Film Festival um, um, premiere. So that's uh, pretty exciting. But anyways, uh, um, we're going to be introducing our next guest co-host um, right after the Classic Cut break. And um, Tachi, you're giving me the Classic Cut this week, aren't you? No. You're not? Forget it. Okay, I'll, I'll hand it over to you. You are? Oh, yes. man. Wow, that that's you're so kind. <laughs> what a great gift. All right. So for the classic cut this week, I decided to, um, you know, I had trouble thinking of, you know, a song to, to play this week. And I happened to look at who's celebrating a birthday today, which is the day after my birthday. And I recall a, um, an amazing singer who had quite the spicy music video. Her name is Fiona Apple. Oh. And uh, this particular song was a great song from the 90s called Criminal. Love that song. Isn't it a phenomenal song? It's an even yeah. better music video. Um, it is. It definitely is. She's definitely, I mean, she's very waif-like. Very, you know, on her slimmer side. But doesn't take away anything from her uh, extreme uh, sexiness in this music video. So, she should uh, never make it nowadays. Yes. As a female, so, uh, she's got to be like 400 pounds. <laughs> Are you alluding to uh, Lizzo? I don't know. Straight up shot at Lizzo. Wow. <laughs> but um, he's already on the mic. Art Hall from the West Coast, Los Angeles. Thank you, a fellow fo- podcaster. Yeah, thanks uh, for thank joining you. us at 7 o'clock, your time. You're very welcome. I yeah. was lucky to get the kid down. You <laughs> oh, got finally. the kid down. Awesome. Thank wow. you so much. So, Art, if you can hang in with us, we're going to take the, the classic pet break and be right back here on BTV. All right, we're back. Yes, that was Fiona Apple, and uh, I might have great song. Youth, might have taken matters into my own hands. Uh, can <laughs> I confirm or deny that was your youth? You did it during that break. That was that was a sexy ass <laughs> video, man. She was hot. She was mm. hot, man. Uh, and uh, yeah, yes, I miss, uh, I miss music videos. Um, there's actually like if you have any kind of like apple tv um streaming um device or like a um what's the other big one from google what's google's big streaming device google I'm, has a streaming device i mean i know amazon has the fire stick or whatever or amazon maybe. has fire stick google plex, has one too is that, is that what it is plex or 
Oh, Roku. Is that the one? Roku. Well, that's one of them too. Yeah, but oh. even those kind of things, like um, there's a app called Vivo, which is um, you might see them on YouTube. Um, some of the music videos, it will say um, Vivo in the bottom, but they actually have a, a streaming um, service that's free on those devices, and like they'll show nothing but music videos. Mm. So like they have like a like a like an 80s channel, 90s channel. They have all different other like you know more modern channels which I don't care about, but it's really cool. You turn on like the you know 80s channel and you feel like you're watching like old school MTV because they just show like nothing but music videos. It's amazing. Wow, nice. Okay. Well, very check well. Out. Check out. Check, you missed your MTV. Fiona. Check it out. You can check out Fiona Apple on that as well. You can, sure. yeah. Yes. Okay. But it, but it streams live on there, so like you don't pick what videos you want to watch. It just like streams like regular like, like old school MTV. So you use. Oh wow. You don't know what's coming on next? So it's pretty All right. cool. All right. So the VMAs BTB, recently. Yeah, I'm getting into the VMAs. Yeah, I got some stuff on the VMAs and the Danny Masters and stuff and. Oh yeah. Some really. Ex- yeah, I know, right? So talk, um talk yeah. So BTB is back with uh, Chachi McFly, Martin Lopez, a.k.a. the Once Future King. And, of course, my buddy from the West Coast, Los Angeles' own podcaster, actor, filmmaker, editor extraordinaire, Art Hall. Thank you you for joining. I think we're going to be joined by one more uh, surprise, (laughs) surprise guest on the panel. Uh, We will see if they show up. Um, but um, we were talking about Netflix, um, and we wrapped up the movies already, so let's talk about Netflix television. One Piece, the most-watched Netflix series on the streamer's second uh, week since its release, 19.3 million viewers this week. Um, my God, this, uh, I guess, is uh, the anime, now um, yeah. live-action show. It's Martin, like are you a fan? It's the longest running anime. So like it's on season 23 and still going. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's a lifetime of entertainment. How, they're going to have to adapt. How are they going to adapt 23 seasons of animated? I don't know if they do. I won't live to see the end. So whatever. I know that's what I'm saying. It's like 22 years from now. Hopefully all of us are still with us. Um, <laughs> and Stranger Things um, season five. Um, some news on that, Chachi. They're going to have more 90-minute cinematic episodes for the final oh, season. Good. Yes. As you know, they had that big 90-minute season finale, which is basically the length of a Hollywood film, you know? And um, it's uh, they're saying it's very cinematic storytelling. And um, Stranger Things 5 is as big as any of the biggest movies that we see. What? Yeah, because so remember they really, said at first it's going to be just like regular episodes next season. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah they they weren't sure if they were going to f- go back to that format, but if they're going to go out with a bang and it's their final season, then why not? You know, and um, apparently production has not started yet. They're in the writers' room, Chachi, as you know, and the writers' strike happened, so production won't probably begin till next year. So. No, yeah, I mean it's God. They're gonna. I heard they're gonna de-age the kids. Is that true? Oh God! <laughs> I heard that. Heard that. Is that really? not true? I mean, I want to see that. Are, That'll be the youngest de-aging I've ever seen. Yeah, because yeah. kids de-age exponentially, especially when you're off the air. And and I guess from from the from since season four, I guess it's been maybe what 
two years already, you know, because, you know, they have at least a year or so between seasons. Yeah, it was two years and they haven't even filmed yet. So, like, it might be another year and a half if we're lucky. Yeah. We'll do, we'll it's see supposed to be, like, one year strike. later. It's supposed to be, um, I guess, is it, what's it going to be, 87 this season? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and they, yeah. in the show, they had just started freshman year of high school, right? Right, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so curious to how it ha- yeah, how so they if everyone, handle it. Yeah, so if everyone turns 20, it's going to be problematic. I don't know, it worked for <laughs> 90210, whatever. They, look, they all look fairly young, so. They could, yeah, but you know, this you time, know? you know, every, like, 80s artist is just begging them to use their songs um, <laughs> in the next season. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. Kate Bush running up the hill. I mean, They God. need Rick Astley. Give Rick Astley a broad, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know Fingers what I mean? crossed. Yeah, <laughs> because Kate. Yeah, Kate Bush had newfound fame and she had newfound money from from that yeah, uh, she, song. Her streaming. song was number one, right? It was number one. Yeah, on and it it went back on the the Billboard, you know. But no, no, I think it went to number one for the first it time. Went, on did Billboard. it go to number one? Like, I thought it did. <laughs> it's a phenomenal song, but uh, you know, yeah. Let's give it That's to another song. one hit, another one hit wonder band. You know, um, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, maybe see Shattered Dreams. Mode. Peshmo, Shadow yes. James. Is Johnny hates jazz from '87. It's Johnny that. hates jazz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe a little, uh, maybe a little George Michael. That's a great song. George, <laughs> Ma- see, George Michael's already got that, that fame thing. Going. I don't know. I think I'm, it, it should be very '80s should, sounds, though. I mean, he has like the electric a, drums and everything. He is awesome, but I think it should go to an obscure '80s, or like a lesser known, but maybe had a hit. Okay. You know, that who'd you, way. Who do you have in mind? Well, the Johnny Hates yeah. Jazz is one. Rick Astley is another. Um, maybe, maybe like EMF, unbelievable, something like that. Just had that one big hit that everyone knows, and it can bring it back, you know. Oh my and God. because the probably... yeah, was um, ninety, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like was 90s? it the nineties? Okay, or you know, one of those songs because like well, we because Boingo, they're going to get new How about that one? That's just fun. Yeah, yeah. Because if you go like a George Michael or Cindy Lauper or Madonna, they already have that fame and all, they already have done very well for themselves. So what, what I kind of like the to bangles? see. Uh, they kind of done well too, you know. I don't know. I, see. I love Susanna Hoffman. 80, 87, 87, never gonna give you up. You're right, Rick Astley. Um, yep. Right, right on track by the Breakfast Club. That'd be a good one to, to pick. That's a good Art, song. Do you pick that song uh, very often for a karaoke night? The Rick Astley "Never Gonna Give You Up," right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. yeah. I, well, you gotta Rick roll people, you know. Yeah. How about how about right on track? Mm-hmm. Right on track by the Breakfast Club. That's another good one. Yeah, I mean Tiffany. I think we're alone now. Yeah. Um, alone by Alone by Heart. That's got to be one of them. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, the rhythm is gonna get you. Um, pour some sugar on me. Oh, okay. Uh, I can see Def Leppard getting back on the boat. With or without Fuck you. Fuck yeah, Def Leppard. <laughs> some let, let me be the one by Expose. Okay. So it's definitely going to, it's only going to be one year after. Yeah. Okay. So, so even though it's going to be like two to three years in real time, only be like one year in, in the story. So yeah. Well, every season's been one year after so far. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So uh, I be, see where they're I'll going be Yeah. surprised if they, you know, skip years. That'll be uh, interesting how they handle that final season. Has anyone gone into the Mike Flanagan stuff? Apparently he's got a new show called the fall of the house of Usher and they just dropped the trailer and hmm. Mike Flanagan has ties to Maryland. He went to Towson university Ew. and, and uh, <laughs> I hope oh, because so. the he's fall of the he's, house of Usher is Edgar Allan Poe. 
Yes, Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, you say mm. Buchachi because uh, because he went to Towson and he's successful? Is that why? Yeah, I hate anybody who went to Towson. My school and is more successful than me, which is most ah. of the school, but so I hate most <laughs> of the school, but especially somebody who's going to like, you know, be in Hollywood or anything. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that, that's completely fair. Well, you know, yeah, there's a course. movie called Still Life that you can see yours truly in that he did uh, back in the day. So, Mike. <laughs> but I hate, I hate Amy Schumer. I'm she went to Towson because she's annoying, but. I'm still available, Mike Flanagan. If you want to put me in your next series, please. Me me. too, Mikey. I'm around. (laughs) Not even SAG. I'm allowed to work. (laughs) Ah, there you go. Uh, Bang. So this, uh, yeah, it's all about Poe. Yep, it's going to drop on October 12th. And um, yeah, we see lurking ravens and murderous ladies and other worldly creatures. Um, It looks really, really, really cool. Yeah, follow the House of Usher. Just coming off the Midnight Mass um, series on Netflix. God, that series was so good. That like that was, that I didn't know I didn't know anything about it. And like it grabbed, I binged it in like forty eight hours. I just couldn't yeah. stop watching. It's fucking amazing. It was a solid. I got I haven't gone beyond Haunting a Hill House, so yeah, I gotta I gotta catch up on my Mike Flanagan. I mean, I, I thought the only the only issue I had with Midnight Mass was um, the aging makeup because I thought this thought this is cheap and I understood why without giving anything away. Mm-hmm. But that's one thing I wish, like, if they only had a little bit more of a budget or something. But other than that, it was fucking great because yeah, I had no idea what was going and what was happening. Right? And I'm like, they make good this? choices on who stays and who goes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh. Wow, interesting, interesting. Ah, yeah. All right. Also, Netflix dropped a season four uh, trailer for Sex Education. I checked out a little bit of season one. It's a British comedy very racy british comedy lots of nudity uh coming of age kind of stuff um literally and figuratively coming of age um but uh, nonetheless <laughs> but uh yeah it's a series finale season four will be the final one um and i was going to get into ahsoka talk um is anyone watching ahsoka yes regret oh my god Wow, Chachi, do you want me to hold off the Ahsoka for a little later and then yeah, we'll drop, drop later. Like, okay, I, well, let me dro- let me drop off a few more things then. It's, on it's that, gonna piss yeah. you off, man. You're gonna be pissed off. <laughs> really? I mean, is the show yeah. bad or or just like something happening? No, here? I think it's phenomenal because Dave Filoni and it's, it's, it's not uh, phenomenal. Parts of it are oh, great, but as like oh. an, as a diehard Star Wars fan, they do a few things. Yes, just like you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, stop. Really. It. Well, we're, we'll go back. So Chachi has to drop off. Okay. Let's let's yeah. drop a movie that Chachi, I think we would be all about. It's going to be exclusively on Amazon Prime. Yes. And it's yes. got uh, some horror elements, some Back to the Future elements. There's a trailer just dropped. And it's Kieran and Shipka from uh, Chilling Adventures Sabrina. And the film is called Totally Killer. So it's a horror comedy film, but has some elements of Back to the Future um and also takes place in the 80s so this is a the movie on amazon it's basically tailor-made for you chachi mm-hmm. um it centers on chipka's character jamie who goes on a halloween night despite her mother's warnings played by julie bone from modern family and finds herself attacked by an infamous killer who murder, murdered her mom's friends years ago then she accidentally time travels back to the 1980s just before the crimes took place and tries to prevent them from happening. 
So very Back to the Future vibes. And she meets a teenage version of her mother. So they become friends. And it's kind of wild. Which um, like Back to the Future. I mean, watching the trailer, it was very like, it was shot a lot like Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was a, another great movie based in the 80s. Um, it's, it's crazy that it's been this long. We're still getting in these uh, movies that take place in the 80s. Yeah, I know. It, it, you really don't see many movies taking place in the 90s. I know. Give it, give it another 10, 15 years, and we'll start seeing the 90s, I'm sure. So. Yeah, why, why but, is there a, a void of, of 90s? But oh, so because it's 80s. not old enough yet. Yeah, but when the Hot Top yeah. Time Machine come out, it should be it should be every 10 years you progress to the next decade. But I think people just love the 80s so much. The 80s were so unique right. in a time period, and it really focused on pop culture that um, – you know that people still want to like. I mean, and it, compare the '80s to nowadays. I mean, God, like nowadays, like sucks. You know, so <laughs> like people want to go back to the '80s and relive that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, especially like that was the the decade before like, you know, the internet and before like people really mm-hmm. started using like um, cell phones. You yes. know, only, only like only the rich and famous had cell phones back then. So like, it's it's really the last innocent type of decade you're going to get. Mm. In movies where like a kids are going to go out and like none of them have cell phones and you know and you know it's gonna it really changes the dynamic in a movie when a kid goes out like can you imagine the goonies if they all had cell phones yeah. and they're all like <laughs> texting each other and they're texting their parents and stuff like that like totally well, I, movie. I think you're spot on about the innocence thing because also like the internet like you yeah. could still be like relatively sheltered from like freaking weird evil shit out there and now right. like every time you know by the time a kid's eight because of the world wide web they've seen some hellified crap that they're just yeah <laughs> oh yeah like back in our day like to, like you you had you had to like know somebody or search to find porn right <laughs> back in our day like you couldn't yeah. like i mean like kids today can't mm-hmm. any kind of porn they want yeah it was hard um, we put in work we put in work yeah. damn it like, like, like you'd find like a weird magazine like in a tree stump out in the middle of the woods. <laughs> like a and all porn, you get porn magazine. You, if you found a video, that was that was. Oh man, oh. don't even. Yeah, that oh. wasn't even the dream. We didn't think that was possible. Yeah, you go yeah, online. Yeah, no, you were not finding videos. You weren't. You were finding a bunch. Yeah, of like pictures. everybody totally knew like their buddy whose dad had a Playboy subscription. So like oh, like yeah. any time you're at that kid's house, you're like looking around <laughs> and trying to find the magazine. Right, and how I mean, and it was so tame compared to anything nowadays. <laughs> oh, they're kind of classy, man. Old Playboy is classy compared yeah. to the shit on Oldie. You can't see anything. Like you're well, like, that's, well, that's why you had to go in for the hustler back in the day. Like oh, Playboy yeah, was hustler, nice, yes. but hustler, if you just don't know an hustler, then that was the <laughs> shit. Now then that <laughs> hustler was, was unattainable. Kid. Hustler was unattainable. You, I mean, you had a really know somebody to get find a hustler yeah <laughs> for, for next generation now kids are growing up they got only fans they pay like three dollars to watch them girl ram a banana up her ass it's, well, yeah, it's not half the time it's somebody not famous too so there you go so it's even yeah better. i remember like in middle school like one kid had like a pack of like playing cards that had like like yeah. the boobies out naked women yeah like topless yeah. women oh, and, naked like, women sell yeah. them okay. he would sell them to people in middle school for like <laughs> 50 cents or a dollar or whatever. He made a lot of money on that. And people were buying a fucking playing card of a naked woman. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit there and pay no fucking dollar for a playing card. I'll jerk off to the um, Kmart circular. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. That's oh, the other OG way right there. Yeah. Yeah. The lingerie section in the Kmart circular. Yeah. Oh, uh, JC Penny for life, my friend. JC Penny? Oh. 
That's, that's the high class girls. Now I wanted the attainable girls in the Kmart one. Oh, they were more attainable than J.C. Penney ones. Okay. Yeah, speaking of Kmart, only I think there's two Kmart's now left in the continental U.S. In the country. There's one, one that the one that was in um, New Jersey is either just closed down or is closing down this week. So just, only two. Have and is that because of Walmart? It has to be, right? That's the main reason because they're identical, same level type of of. of yeah, I mean, they had every advantage yeah, that Walmart had starting out, um, but Kmart never really upgraded their stores. Like, if you went into any Kmart in the last, like, 10 years, it looked like a time capsule from the 80s. Like, same with, with Sears, these, right? Same with Sears, Sears. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they stopped upgrading so their that, stores, and everything seemed, like, super dated. Where, you know, you go into, like, a Target, and everything is, like, fresh and clean and bright and modern. Like, you go into, like, a Kmart, and there's, like, empty shelves, stuff scattered all around everywhere, and, like... Yeah. You know, the bigger these corporations got, the, they could, you know, offer lower prices because they could beat down to the suppliers. And Kmart didn't have that same power. So the, the prices at the Kmart were actually, you were paying more money for like a shittier shopping experience. And then, of course, online wow. online really hurt them too. Wow. But yeah, I think there was like, I mean, there was like, I think there was like 1,500 or 2,500 Kmart stores that were in the country now and like only like two left now. That's I think there's like something. The, like, the last Puerto blockbuster, Rico. which is in Alaska, right? Yeah, not not Alaska. That's in Oregon. Oregon, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, there was there was two in Alaska, and they closed down. Yeah. All right, let's throw out a few more uh, TV stuff on Apple TV. First teaser trailer for the Godzilla series, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, and it's a father-son duo, Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell, who play the same character at different ages. Isn't that kind of cool? Hmm. You know, so they can go back in time periods. They don't have to use like the aging, and they don't use a different actor that's not related because they're actual father and son. And they kind of look alike. I mean, it's his son, right? So I think yeah. it kind of works. Oh, I see the similarities between them. Yeah. Yeah. The Godzilla series, yeah, it basically follows the battle between Godzilla and the Titans, that leveled San Francisco, and the shocking revelation that monsters are real. Hmm. Um, so uh, definitely uh, check out the trailer, and if you're gonna watch, watch it. But it does, definitely looks like a a lot of fun. Um, also, Apple TV has a trailer for All Mankind. I have not watched this series, but it's very intriguing. It's basically takes place in alternate um alternate timeline where we have colonized Mars, um, and this particular show takes place in 2003. And uh, you know what? It's interesting that uh, this could actually be a reality with the, maybe one day, one maybe one day we'll see that first Mars um, manned uh, a visit. Um, and I feel like other we'll than, be very old when we see that ourselves. Right, right. Probably. Yeah, so. but who wants to live on Mars? Like, isn't Mars like this awful? It's, yes. it's not terribly nice, but then again, I mean, there were certain parts of it that looked good in uh, Total Recall, mm-hmm. you know? So, <laughs> I mean, there's probably yeah. parts that are nicer than um, Baltimore City, I bet. Oh, where's the rim shot? Oh! <laughs> also, uh, Pet Cemetery just dropped the trail. That's going to be exclusively on Paramount. Uh, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Which so is that a series? Cool. Well, it's, gonna, it's, a, it's a film. It's uh, okay. basically the... Uh, First prequel to the 83 uh, novel. Oh, that'll be. I'd rather see a prequel than them continue. It's a prequel. 
Yeah. Yeah. I feel it's like the, there was a Pet Cemetery two in the past. There was like to the yes. original eighties movie, yes. and then they did the reboot. But yeah. the yes. prequel will be good to see other people deal with the old McMack burying ground. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the, the remake wasn't wasn't too bad. No, I enjoyed it. They changed enough yeah. stuff to make it its own, but you know. Right. Yep, and it takes place in nineteen sixty nine. So it, it I mean, fleshes out the backstory of the character of Gud Crandall, whose experience with the haunted burial ground was Briefly related in King's book. Ah, nice. That, yeah. means, no, um, that means no song from the Ramones. Uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> love that song. Yeah, I yeah. be buried in a pet cemetery. pet cemetery. Phenomenal song. Phenomenal song. Yeah, I love that song. Good video, too. A um, couple things on the strike. Um, the video Fran Drescher. The... Sleepy Hollow. Oh, it was in Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, Sleepy Hollow, New York. They filmed that video in the cemetery. Nice. Uh, Fran Drescher reelected for SAG-AFTRA president by a landslide. Wow. As we're still in day 56 of the SAG-AFTRA strike. Um, but she won the second term with 81% uh, of the vote. I guess a lot of people think she's handling everything very well. Recount. Oh, recount. Rigged. Oh, it's recount. totally rigged. Yeah. <laughs> recount. Recount. Dude, they stole it. She stole it. She stole <laughs> it. Her nanny ass stole it. Her nanny you heard it here first. We're breaking news. This is a. She's spoke. been calling and leaving voicemails on my phone, and it's. Yes, annoying. me too. I got one today too. She beat Maya Gilbert Dunbar, actress and wife of the, of the 911 star Rockman Dunbar. So. Oh, the what? Rockman Dunbar? I don't know. But um oh, well you can't I mean you can't compare that like with the nanny versus somebody who was a wife of somebody from nine one one. Yeah. <laughs> the nanny's gonna win overall. So of course. Yeah, you know, the SAG it's probably just a like popularity contest. Whatever's a bigger actor is is gonna win. Yeah, yeah, that's what I feel like it half the time is. Either that or yeah. it's somebody you just don't know at all because there's been some people who've had like positions in that union. I'm like, I have no idea who the fuck this person was. So they either go super popular or complete unknown. Yeah, I thought I thought like Andrea Zuckerman was still the president. She was at one point. Yeah, she's yeah. a former president. I thought she still but was. We actually we actually have someone uh, joining the panel. Oh shit! BTB two point oh original. Like sweet chocolate. Of course, there's you know you guys know me. Well, you don't know me, Art. I don't know you. Hi. Oh. What's you up, bitch? Actually, I know you now because I see your name. What's up, Sabrina? You never met Sabrina, Art? What's that? You never met Sabrina? I've never met Sabrina. It's like very bright, I feel like. There yeah, she's go. been on our show for like 20 years, but still can't get a good connection. But <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go ahead and introduce her. She is the one and only Man, why, why sweet, gimmick? <laughs> sweet Chocolata singer, songwriter, performer. Um, the list goes on and on. Yeah. <laughs> BTB 2.0. Sabrina Taylor-Smith. How y'all doing? <laughs> I don't Good know what you're talking about, but I'd love to get in on it. <laughs> it sounds like she's calling oh. from a tunnel. I know. What's up? <laughs> are, you on your, are you on your fifth uh, T-Mobile device? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm on my computer actually. Okay, there you oh. go. Okay, okay. Sabi, it's good to have you, and then joining us for the BTV um, episode, I guess. Uh, it's not even Christmas. 
for the birthday of yours truly, but Sabrina is with us. To yes, talk to I do love me some Al. Aw, thanks for Yeah, so you're actually going to be joining uh, for some uh, festivities uh, on Saturday as well. So I appreciate you uh, making making uh, adding me to your plans. That makes up. Uh, I appreciate uh, you. <laughs> I can't see you. Oh, well, thank you. We were just talking about uh, the writer's strike, uh, Sabrina, and uh, it's oh, pretty crazy. Okay. Uh, the latest is that 44 million um, enter- entertainment workers had to take out more than 44 million of their individual retirement accounts. That's what the latest statistics show due to the halt in, in work. Uh, for um, take how much out? 44 million collectively in retirement accounts, yeah, which is that, pretty that, crazy. That may not be the best thing to toss out there if you're trying to convince people you have no money. There has to be 44 million to take out. <laughs> yeah, well, also, yeah. you know, the other thing is, is that the uh, the studio execs who have way much more money than that, this is exactly what they're going for, which is we're just going to pump them dry. It's the Cold War all over again. Yeah, starve them out. We're just going to yeah. let you go bankrupt is what it is. So, oh I, Katie, my. I haven't seen you in, like, 15 years. Oh, I know. <laughs> I got my birthday hat on because it's our birthday boys. Aw. Yeah, look birthday. at that. Aww. See, Katie coming with the class and the, and the kindness as always. Let's go ahead oh, and introduce thanks. her. Let's introduce her because I think she's been on BTV, but like maybe in 1.0 or 2.0, but she hasn't yeah, been on the virtual. Hasn't been any time. She hasn't been on the virtual version of BTV, but guys, she okay. is uh, representing Los Angeles, a longtime friend of mine, representing the Catonsville, the, the Ville, yeah. if you will. Um, she's the one and only, the wonderful Katie Wicker. Oh, happy birthday, Al. Nice What's to meet that? everybody. Nice to see the familiar faces on here. <laughs> yes, I know you know a few of the, the folks on the panel. And Kate, you're representing Los Angeles, just like my buddy Art Hall. <laughs> Talking <laughs> I know. a little bit about the actors' uh, strike and the writers' strike and uh, how with production halting, a lot of people, uh, you know, it's a little tough. It's, it's kind of tough out there right now for actors and, and, and crew because it affects the crew. Uh, of course, the writers are on strike too. So, and uh, but I'm wondering, has it affected the editors? Art, can you comment on that? Has the strike Ooh. affected me? Yeah, yeah. It depends. I, uh, well, it depends. Not for me. I work on television stuff, and it's not. It's animation. So, television animation is covered generally through the Animation Guild. So, okay. we aren't affected at all. Uh, there are certain shows. I think The Simpsons, Family Guy. Um, lower decks, maybe things like that. I believe they are on SAG contracts, but uh, yeah, it's like this particular branch of television animation isn't affected by the writer or the actor strike at all. Um, so it's been okay on our end. Um, can't say the same for a lot of people that I know, but I'm just yeah. I've been able to keep going in and doing what I do. So you've you've um, heard from friends and colleagues that have been hit with hard times due to this oh, yeah no i got a got a neighbor here the uh husband and wife they are both uh in animation one of them works for a tag or anim- the animation guild show and she's fine and he works for one that was a sag show or a writer's guild show and he's been out of work so and then they're expecting their very first kid too uh any day now oh so gosh that's the timing little, yeah it's it's a little wow. 
precarious for them. But I mean, yeah. So you know, it's and also there's other friends that we know too. Um, one of the guys that uh, is in our parent group, he's a writer on a couple different shows, and he's been out of work the whole time. So yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely troubling times. I mean, then we have like the one percent like a steven spielberg or kate capshaw who are, have kind hearts and have donated 1.5 million to the writers and actors and other industry workers so and uh, the rock and countless other celebrities have, have done a lot um as far as just their donating their their money to uh the sag after foundation and the entertainment community fund to help a lot of the actors that are uh you know um struggling during this time and uh one particular actor, Drew Barrymore, she's getting some heat because <laughs> she decided to continue her talk show and hire um, non-WGA writers and write it herself, basically, because it's a talk show. I mean, how much writing is needed for a talk show, right? Uh, but nonetheless, right. Um, some people have been you know, looking down on Drew Barrymore, but you know what? I don't think that's fair. I think because it's a talk show and it's not scripted. Either. Yeah. Well, she's also keeping her crew employed, so there is that side of it there to argue that. as well. It's also that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I, I, it, it, it's, it's a really hard thing to say. I mean, I get why yeah. some people would say you're undermining the effort, but at the same time, it's like, well, there's people who need to pay their mortgage. So, I don't know. Yeah, you have to look at it both ways. And, and of course, um, because of that, she was actually asked to not host the 74th National Book Award Ceremony because of the decision to uh, uh, whatever. She's continue also her Hollywood show. royalty, so like whatever somebody wants to try and do to Drew Barrymore is only going <laughs> to, I mean, yeah, yeah. She, was big, she was bigger at six than I am now. It's, uh, <laughs> she's <laughs> for Christ's sake, yeah. Right. Come on. That's Wait, a good so, point. so she was uninvited from that? Yeah. Otherwise known as fired, but yes. Yes. <laughs> what was the what was the the um, hosting job? Oh, it was for the National Book Foundation. Um, yeah, for their awards. Wait, 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 so the fucking book the fucking book foundation fired her? It's like, oh man, you got kicked out of book club. That's gotta hurt. That's yeah, it's not, with, um, it's not even <laughs> it's not screenwriters, it's not actors. It's it's a book club. It's a fucking book. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. It's kinda I don't but, know. I mean, because she decided to write it, didn't she, you? Said she decided to write for herself. Yeah, she wrote the show and for so herself, it, and she's so hiring other writers, not in the guild. Yeah. So that that, that kind of giving look, yeah, voices that haven't been heard before a yeah. chance and an opportunity to be heard, and she using her own writing skills, and they decided to not have her host the event. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's she's writing with some other people, but at the end of the day, people th- look at it as a scabbing, you know, because mm. she's a member of the guild, and now it's it's a crazy time right now. Apparently, like uh, Jennifer Hudson's thinking of doing the same thing, and Sherry Shepard and returning to production for their shows as well. But one thing that you know, we talked to Johnny Fairplay earlier. The view, remember, the, the view, the view is still <laughs> the view is still there, sadly. I oh, believe so, the view is oh, still there because I just heard about Matt McConaughey getting in, just having a weird moment on there with one of the hosts. So I think that's okay. Oh. Right. Did he? What happened? I'm not aware. It was of something about because there was rumors about him running for office in Texas, 
uh, at some point, and she, like one of the Joy or whatever her name is, made a comment uh, saying, how do you think you do as an anti-gun person running for Texas? And then he, apparently he handled it pretty well where he <laughs> quiet and he says, look, if I answer your question, that's getting into something of, like a politics and I'm not here to talk, whatever. He like, he, he deflected it very well. Good for him. But like he didn't, he didn't get, he wasn't baited into it, you know. So yeah, okay, yeah. But apparently, wow. and then he rubbed her feet on the air, something like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, all right, all right. Things are <laughs> so. Um, as you know, reality television is gonna get an influx, um, due to the the writers and actors strike, and we just had Johnny Fairplay on earlier. Katie, I know you remember Johnny, crazy Johnny Fairplay. Oh, yeah. Art, I know you. We had him on a little bit earlier tonight. Oh yeah. Um. But um, Dancing with the Stars actually has stars this season because a lot of the actors are not working. And I was actually kind of surprised at this list mm. because, one for one, Matt Walsh from Veep, because he is uh, constantly working. And, you know, and another one that surprised me is Allison Hannigan is going to be on Dancing with the Stars because we know her from Buffy really? the Vampire Slayer. And how oh, oh, there, you go, there you go, Savvy. He's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Right when I heard that, I was like, oh, really? I know know you're excited that Willow's going to be on. I know. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Tyson Beckford. Soshi Gomez from uh, the Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange. She's going to be on it. Um, Jason Mraz. um, Mira Servino, who won an Oscar, and she's in the Sound of Freedom film. Jesus oh. Christ. Yeah, I mean, there's actual stars on this season. We've got Jamie Lynn Spears, Jamie Lynn Spears. So it's Spears. living up to its name, finally. <laughs> it's living up to its uh, yeah. name, yeah. You had yeah. me at Tyson. Tyson Beckford, are you a fan? <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie Lynn, of course, is the sister of Britney Spears, yes. Which was she's known for. Yeah. And then I you have some nonsense. I just they're not on speaking terms. Oh, the yeah. sisters? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they that haven't been on speaking for a long time, right? For a hot yeah. I think uh, what's my call it? Brandy Lynn didn't really like. What's Brandy Lynn? What's her name? Jamie Lynn. Jamie Lynn. That's, that's how much I care about this. It could have been Brandy Lynn. It's all the same. <laughs> it could have been Brandy Lynn. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I've not, not heard of. I've not heard of these other names. Most of these other names. Like Charity Lawson was on the recent season of The Bachelorette. So I mean that. So there are there are some non-stars on this cast. Um, she, um, uh, she, she, Britney Spears felt like she had contributed to like the negative aspect of the conservatorship. Oh yeah, she's got a, with, um, Britney Spears' father. I can't even talk right now. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why they they're beef. That's why they're beefing. Wow. Well, I'll tell that? you. The, the, Britney's getting divorced again. She's yeah. getting divorced. Yeah, yeah and that that Wait, actor was on. Uh, Nobody wants to talk about Galo got divorced like that, three times. Yeah, that, and then married four, four times. Yeah, it's a baker's dozen for Brit Brit. I mean, she's going for it. <laughs> baker's dozen. <laughs> oh, well played. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. She's she's a little off her rocker. Have, have you seen her Instagram? Guys, oh, um, but we've all oh. seen it, man. Like someone, <laughs> someone needs to go help out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. All right, let's talk about the VMAs. Um, apparently, um, Ew. yeah, 
Well, you know, it's, it's Taylor Swift. It was her, it's her year again. She won Artist of the Year and Video of the Year for Anti-Hero for her hit song. And then they did a really cool, some really cool performances happened. I mean, we had Nicki Minaj, who's the MC of the show, but also joined by all these rap legends like Lil Wayne, uh, DMC of Run DMC, Dougie Fresh, Grandmaster Flash, and the Furious Five, and LL Cool J. Oh, yeah. For, for a tribute performance to hip hop's 50th anniversary. So that that was kind of cool. I'm surprised MTV actually announced um, some classic artists. Right. <laughs> right. They did. Well, Can you believe it? Grandmaster Flash. <laughs> and Fallout Boy even performed um, an updated version of Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. See? Now, heard, I think maybe. I've heard maybe that the all VMAs, over the radio out here, too. You so. heard that version? Yeah, yeah. I think they're like. Trying to, yeah, I've seen the video to, of that before. I think they're trying to embrace the the some some of the OG audiences, you yeah. know, by by it's, it's having some of these. Is it too late? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the VMAs that was like a must watch because I remember you used to always drop like, was it like the first um, weekend, the first Sunday um, after school started each year, and it was like yeah. the biggest fucking thing. Like everybody would come into the school talking about the next day. It was always like it was know, the biggest back, thing before. Yeah, back when they had must see TV. Yeah, Britney Spears kissing one time Christina the watch, Aguilera. I was missed it. You're an asshole if you missed it. <laughs> oh no, it was Britney Spears kissing about. Madonna, and then yeah. kissing Christina that Aguilera. Was that uh, other? Uh, yeah, Michael Jackson with Marie Presley. No, oh, that's another moment. Um, now, didn't uh, didn't huh? Puffy come back and do like uh, a medley, which was throwback to like when he came and performed after Biggie was killed? Oh, last night well, the, or the other night? Oh, that was that was actually uh, part of the VMAs as well. I thought so. I I, don't, I didn't watch it, but I just remember reading something about Diddy came back. But oh wow, okay, wow, that's that's uh, pretty amazing if that happened as well. I mean, they already had that big 50th anniversary uh, hip hop um, show, but we might have to fact check one, and that might have been a part of a, another. Please big, do, because uh, uh, I only skim articles these days, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> And then I pass them off as as completely well, hold sound on. facts. Well, well, Diddy yeah. received the Global Icon Award. There you go. Okay. So that's probably where he did that. You're right. Okay. And of course, Shakira's hips don't lie. Yeah, and she received the Video Vanguard Award. Um and um it was yeah. a Video Vanguard so, Award. Like, oh, she only have like two that. videos. Yeah, I'm video Vanguard. No, she's had more than two videos. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, is she really somebody you know of as like having great videos? I, mean, I don't know if anybody has great videos. Have you any, seen the hips don't lie well, video? Those hips don't lie. Those hips don't lie. No, she looks she looks yeah. wonderful still. Like she has an age of day, she but like, great, but it's like, is that really like, whoa, that video? I'll remember it forever. I mean, I remember parts right. of it, but it's not like, I mean, I, I feel like I've seen a lot better music videos. Like, yeah, there's been a, a lot, lot of better ones. Yeah, but it's yeah, like, is Peter like, Gabriel, is he a Video Vanguard Award recipient? That's going to irritate me for the next, like, well, three Peter, days. Yeah, that, that video, should, if he didn't win something for that, he should, so... Was me the video Vanguard award? Wait, so like a lifetime. No, no, save for like Peter Peter Gallagher. Uh, not yeah. It's like a it's like yeah. a career <laughs> achievement award, you know. Yeah. Video Vanguard. Cartoon Rihanna. Great, yeah. Rihanna's been a winner. Who? Who? Madonna's been a winner. You know, there's been, you know some of the top icons that uh, that you would expect 
Um, there's probably a list somewhere out there, okay, Chachi. Are looking you looking it up? Then, then why, I just don't get it. I, I don't understand and how any of these things work because it's like, oh, well, we just gave it to the pop icons for like, we just gave them an award for, because they're famous. Like, but, but it's about what the best video is. I, I don't know. It's just irritation. I'm irritated by that. That's very irritating. <laughs> okay, but, Video Vanguard yeah, Award. Uh-huh. Wait, hold on. No, wait, this is a Michael Jackson video. Hold on. Okay, Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award. This is it was originally called Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award, which they probably don't call it that anymore, knowing um, Welcome TV. So it started off with wait, um, David Bowie in '84. Uh, so there, there were a few in '84, like the Beatles. Um, I keep going up. Beatles. Uh, yeah, Madonna was 86. I was coming through some of these. Madonna was 86. Peter Peter Gabriel was 87. There Michael you Jackson go. Peter Gabriel. Okay. George Michael 89. Janet Jackson 90. Bon Jovi 91. Um, Guns N' Roses 92. Rolling Stones 94. Tom Petty 94. Which I don't know why there's multiple in one year. Um, REM. L Cool J 97. BC Boys 98. U2, 2001, Duran Duran, um, Britney Spears, 2011, Justin Timberlake. Um, which I don't know why he would win for Video Vanguard, but that's, that's Jennifer deserving. Lopez. What? That's deserving. Speaking of uh, Justin Timberlake, they had NSYNC uh, reunited to announce the uh, the Pop Award winner. So. Yeah, okay. So. But um, we do have to say goodbye to the once and future king. Uh, I wanted you to stick around for Soka talk, but uh, I know uh, the king, the, the king must have his royal rest. Um, Indeed. Well, it's not so much me. It's that, you know, you leave Margo unsupervised for long enough. She gets into the kitchen knives. It's a whole thing. So I got to <laughs> Got to keep right. my eye on Margo her. Margo Robbie 2.0. <laughs> Can't you say I bye mean, really quick? <laughs> I, can, I can totally say Oh. Hey, baby. <laughs> yeah, share the birthday boy, though, Summon. Oh, a little something. Okay. <laughs> she's on She's on the way. Okay, yeah. yeah remember the old birthday um, show? used to have um, girls flashing and stuff. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, we have a couple. We have a they, few they women on the panel good, now, Chachi. Night, baby. Yeah, but nobody's flashing, though. <laughs> <laughs> The only, the only one flashing uh, is art. Okay, here, here you go, Al. All right, say, hello, say happy yeah, birthday. Hello. Love happy the hair. Birthday. Thank <laughs> you. Al's birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Margaret well, 2.0. She's, she's, she's a kid. It's like 11 o'clock at night and she's all this fucking energy. Right? <laughs> no, she's a peppy one. So you got to keep an yeah. eye on those witches. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> Al, we'll, we'll both be there for a bit on... Uh, on on Saturday. Yes, I know you got the uh, Legend of Zelda thing afterwards. Yeah, but I'm taking her you. to Zelda by candlelight. That's how you land. Nice, a I love you it. Bring in the video it. game theme music. <laughs> 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 All right, so the once a future king is signing off, but we'll have you back to talk more Ahsoka talk yeah. on a future episode. Thank you, Martin. Peace. Well, I'll sign off. Bye. I'll sign off too then before your talk. Um, so you you're gonna well well I did want to um. I did want to mention the Danny Masterson stuff, and then we'll, we'll okay, can say I'll, I'll uh, after that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much uh, the the last of the, But yeah, Danny Masterson of that '70s show, 
sentenced to 30 years to life in prison. 30 years to life. Wow. wow. For, for raping. Yeah, raping two women in 2001 and 2003. He's 47 years old now, so he'll be eligible for parole in 25 and a half years. So he'll be in his 60s when he's eligible for parole. And apparently he did not visibly react to sentencing from the judge. It's interesting. Masterson also waived his right to speak at the sentence hearing. He's been completely silent during the whole trial. They didn't take the stand on his own. I just don't see if you're not speaking for yourself and defending yourself. I, probably I under just, advisement of his attorney. <laughs> yeah. Probably under advisement of his attorney. Because as soon as you open your mouth, all that shit goes in the record, and then there is you can't unring that bell. So yeah, and and one one thing about it was the you know he had the, all these letters of of character statements from that '70s show cast members like Ash and Sure, Mila Kunis, Kurtwood Smith, Deborah Joe Rupp. And apparently, they got a lot of heat. In particular, Ashton and Mila got a lot of heat for, for uh, you know, standing up for Danny. And and but they they had to defend themselves on Instagram, saying that you know they support the victims. And boy, did that bas- video look fucking staged, man? Did it look staged? Did you see that? It was so awkward. Yeah. It's like here, look. I'm not going to say that either of them, they're not the worst actors on the planet, but they're obviously not great actors. But that was the worst acting I could have ever seen. It was like, it was clearly red. It was clearly, wow. clearly there was no genuine, it was like people pretending to care. Like watch Mila when she, re- like Ashton was a little yeah. unbelievable. Well, watch her if you watch that video. And okay, I'll rewatch it. Just it just sounds like she's just hitting bullet points. It's, it, yeah, didn't sound good. The thing was, is that, you know what? I mean, even though defending Danny, those are their friends. I mean, you know, they knew the the Danny that did good. They knew a, a great example of Danny. And wouldn't it be uh, turning their back on Danny if they didn't do this character statement, you know, or oh, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. a tough situation, you know, because you're asked to, to su- submit character statements for Danny. But I'd be curious, do character statements, do they really ever help? I think yeah. so. They help. They help with the sentencing. To I mean, obviously they didn't help them this time, but like, um, but you know, like even like, who's who's the one that played um, Mrs. Huxtable on the Cosby Show? Like she was all defending um, Felicia Bill Rashad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Felicia and she didn't get Felicia any kind Rashad, of backlash yeah. like like this. Like, like they're getting. Like, they horrible. got a little bit of backlash. They but, basically but said anybody, they should yeah. never apologize in the first place because they're apologizing. It's opened the floodgate of everybody jumping on them now once they apologized. Um, and I haven't yeah. been following the case. I have no idea um, the details yeah. of what he did. You know, I mean, it was, you know their yeah. statement could not have their their character piece could not have been an easy decision for them. You know, they're heavily involved in Thorn and you know fighting sex trafficking from any anywhere right, yeah. from you know software. Uh, you know, search and find to rehabilitation, oh, to I rescues. See. They're so heavily involved in that that I doubt that their character piece was an easy ask of them and, you know, to yes. to agree to do and then to write. So I I yeah, I do believe that they're 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 dedicated to helping victims. So I'm sure this was hard for them. 
So uh, let's see if some of the things that they said, uh, Mila Kunis said that Danny was an exceptional older brother. His dedication to avoiding all substances, apparently he was straight edge, has inspired not only me, but countless others in our circle. Danny's steadfastness in promoting a drug-free lifestyle has been a guiding light in my journey through the entertainment world and helped me prioritize my well-being and focus and making responsible choices. And Ashton called, called him a role model with exceptional character. Wow. I attribute not falling into the typical Hollywood life of drugs directly to Danny. Anytime that we were to meet someone or interact with someone who was on drugs or did drugs, we made it clear that wouldn't be good persons to be friends with. So they're trying to show how, you know, his, his straight edgeness um, would play a part in this character. But of course, you but know, did he drug? Did he drug these women? Is that that's what, what they, I, I think. I heard drug he drugged the women. Part of it. But, you know, yeah. if I can just throw out uh, a, a sort of just to be the, um, the contrarian on this. <clears throat> contrarian. You know who also was a straight edge person? Ron Jeremy. Oh, and wow. He did and not so was Bill Cosby. He did not drink. And he was, Wasn't Bill he Cosby was a too? perv who would do all sorts of shit. And there you yeah, go. Cosby the same way. So just because somebody's straight edge doesn't mean anything, really, you know. Well, you don't do drugs yourself. You think other people do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I think people don't always show their true faces to people around. Like uh, these are um, women that he like raped um, out or something like that, right? And he, but these people that were that he's working with all the time had this. this very, I mean, people have many different faces. Is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, and I think that maybe Ashton and that face and sure. Um, like, you know, they were defending someone that they thought that, you know. They were defending the person that they were given. Yeah, that, right. exactly. Like, yeah. um, like I mean, I, I would love to watch these, like, serial killer profiles and, and like, documentaries and stuff. Right. And their family's always like, I have no idea, oh, my God. But, like, mm-hmm. it's really because, you know, it's not like you're going to go home and be all crazy with your mom and then, like, well here's an interesting uh here's an interesting post by christina people that they know or that they're close with so well this is it's this is very close to that sabrina so christina ricci posted on her instagram stories that people we know as awesome guys can be predators and abusers it's tough to accept but we have to and she posted that the same day that danny uh you know they announced that he was going to serve 30 years to life in prison, and he didn't have to. Uh, Christina Ricci didn't even have to name <laughs> uh, Danny in this one. Um, you know, basically yeah. she's talking about him because I guess she knew him too. I mean, I mean, weren't they weren't they close friends for like you know 20 years? Are we talking about uh, Ashton and Mila because it's yeah. the 70 show? Yeah, they are very yeah. close. And apparently, right. Christina and Ricci was so, too. Yeah. So do people expect him? I mean, do do they expect him them not to visit him in prison? Like, I mean, I mean, what he yeah. did, if he did, if he did what they um, what they say he did, that's horrible. But do they expect him, his friends, not to ever visit him in prison or whatever? Or like, that's tough, like, man. Like, I mean, you gotta, you gotta like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd be surprised if they did. You, you'd be surprised how many people like make the time to come see you when you're in like yeah prison or the hospital or like you know 
where I'd be surprised if, like, even someone who just moves out of town, like, so I'd be surprised yeah. if they, mm. a lot of his friends really made an effort to go see. Yeah, I don't know why people are, are getting on them for supporting their friend. Like, they, you know, and, you know, maybe they don't even believe that it happened, you know, like, like God forbid, mm-hmm. like, there's ever been a trial where, like, someone was sentenced and didn't do it. Like, oh, that never happens. You know, yeah. not saying that that's the case in this time, but I mean, maybe maybe they believe that. You know, who knows? Yeah. Um. But you know, they're like supporting their friends. Like, if it was like, like their parent, would they still support their parent? Like, would they, or their yeah. child, would still support their child? You know, they did not expect him to write a letter of like saying, okay, well, they did good stuff in their life. You know, if this is true, they did a lot of stuff that wasn't horrible. I don't know. Like it, like. For them, for them to apologize, it just brought more shit on them because people love to see any kind of blood in the water, and they're gonna pounce. Like I saw right. some video, they they put up some video of um, Ashton Kutcher, like um, I guess it was on um, Punked, and he was talking about. Oh yes, some, I know you're somebody. Too. Yeah, talking about kissing uh, kissing uh, Mila Kunis at the time was 14 and he was 19, and then said something. Oh, I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to kiss her or something like that. Right? Is that what you're alluding to? Well, yeah, was that was that about um, Kunis there? I didn't know. And, and Mila Kunis to. said she was 14 and she never kissed a guy at the time when she first started the show. Right. Yeah. Apparently she was the the she was the legit high school aged actress on the okay. show where everyone else was 18 and over. Yeah. Because yeah. those kids we, on the that seventy shows were in high school. But remember us uh, meeting Danny and hanging out with him. You know what, man? Yeah, it was a, it was an appearance in D.C. with Wilmer and Danny, and uh, he was he was very nice to us. And in fact, Danny uh, was wearing a white white shirt. I think a <laughs> right. other other couple of us were, we- were wearing white button-down shirts. Uh, I think you had some bedazzle going on. Bedazzle. I don't know. I don't know, if, I don't know if Danny did, but he thought it'd be fun to take a photo, like showing the. The, the 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 shirts and stuff like that. And I also talked with him also at uh, Geisha House. He owned the Geisha House in Hollywood, and he uh, he remembered me, he recognized me, and oh yeah, we yeah. chat we chatted a little bit too. So there's been a multiple occasions I've ran into him. He was also at Sundance Film Festival DJing under the moniker of DJ Mom Jeans. Mom. And <laughs> I I can only think about the encounters I had with him. It's 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 um, disappointing, very disappointing that he's been. Uh, he never raped you, right? Uh, I wasn't his type, Chachi. Okay. But, <laughs> but uh, um, and then one more thing uh, before we wrap up the celebrity news, and and that's all I have on that is Jimmy Fallon. Wow. So he's gotten a little bit of controversy. Apparently, he a staff member accused him of a toxic work environment, which I found. Ooh. See, I've I've also met Jimmy Fallon, and he was probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And this is really surprising to hear. He apparently had outbursts, and the two employees said he witnessed Jimmy Fallon berate a crew member who was holding cue cards during a taping of the show of Seinfeld as a guest. And uh, apparently Jerry Seinfeld commented that it was very awkward and that you should apologize to the to your you know your employee. Um, he said it was one of the most strangest moments ever, and it was very hard to forget that. So. Uh, yeah, but and then, then Seinfeld he, said after that. Yeah. Yeah, you have, you have what you get what Seinfeld said after that. Do you, oh, do I have what he had? Uh, he said it's so stupid. I remember this moment quite about yeah. a flow, and we all had fu- a fun laugh about how rarely Jimmy is thrown off. It was not uh, it was not uncomfortable at the time, and Jimmy and I still occasionally recall it and laugh. 
idiotic listing of events. So, so that was the opposite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. he's kind of like he's kind of like siding with the employee, and then he then he just turns it around. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'd be totally shocked if this is true because, like, I've heard nothing but everything about Jimmy Fallon that he's a super nice guy and like one of the yeah. nicest guys in Hollywood. And we met him, and he was that way. And, and that was like, yeah. we met him after Saturday Night Live before he had his talk show, and he was just super nice. Talked to us for a while about the Ravens. Um, it seemed like a really humble yeah, guy. Yeah, I remember that. Know? Yeah, maybe he had a bad yeah. day. Once maybe he. Yeah, I mean, you know, people have bad days. That happens, you know. Yeah. Maybe maybe the crew member was just a total um, fuck up, you know, and wasn't doing their job, yeah. and you know, and yeah. maybe they were under the gun to get something finished. Who knows? But that could be it as I, well. I think, I think you're gonna see a lot more of these type of news art, uh, articles come out like in the next um, few months because there's there's nothing being created right now in Hollywood. The media still needs. Um, articles and um, stories to come out to cover, and so they're going to start seeing. I mean, yes. why have we never heard about this about Jimmy Fallon? You know, since the show started, we're just hearing about yeah. it. Yeah, and also and the people show's on strike. Yeah, and also people who aren't working need money. So like maybe people are looking for settlements or something. Settlements and just content and just yeah, it's, yeah. it's a witch hunt. Witch hunt to quote hunt, someone yeah. that I miss. <laughs> it's a witch hunt. <laughs> That can't be, um, I guess. So the last thing I wanted to talk about was Ahsoka because it's just, I've just been enjoying it so much. Chachi, I guess you're gonna you're yeah, dropping I've been off. watching it. Yep, but yeah, happy you haven't watched it. And you don't, 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 don't want to be spoiled. And you don't want to be spoiled, Chachi, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I could, I may watch it still. I'm debating. Okay. Do you know about the return of somebody? No, but I don't want to be spoiled. And, with and that. you'd rather not. Okay. <laughs> Right. So that, I'm that, sure I'll be spoiled anyways, but yeah. And have a have good a good time in Wild. Good to see you. It's been a long time. Good to I see you, know. man. You too. Uh, it's always a pleasure, and I'm, I know we'll see you um for the Christmas show. Sabrina will be back for the Christmas show. Oh yeah, yeah. Sabrina, the Christmas social. Are you leaving now? I'm just gonna drop off yeah. because I want to talk yeah. about Ahsoka. Thank you. Have a good time, man. We'll miss Thanks. you on Saturday. Yeah. All right, buddy. Yeah. All right. Good to see you, Chachi. Peace. Yeah. All right. That was the King of the 80s, Chachi McFly. And yeah, the last thing I wanted to talk about was Ahsoka. Art, are you watching Ahsoka? I don't think you are. So I don't think anybody can no. comment off of what, what I've seen. But this is, this is an incredible Star Wars series that, that if you haven't watched, I think okay. you only you only really need to watch the first three uh, movies, episodes one, two, and three. I think uh, that's like a minimum, even though it takes place the same timeline as The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. And I think that's you can. I mean, it, it's helpful to watch those shows, but if you watch the first three Star Wars movies, episodes one, two, and three, those are the prequels that you can just jump into the show. Um. In particular, the Clone Wars, the animated series, but the return, guys, of Anakin Skywalker. Can you believe it? Um, that happened on episode five of Ahsoka. And uh, it, it it was brought into an interesting way because Ahsoka was battling the um, the rogue former Jedi, Balin Skull, who is now evil. And uh, I guess it's Sith now. Uh, definitely a bad 
a bad uh, a force user from the dark side let's say and uh and they had this lightsaber battle and uh, this was an episode four and um it so it that, takes place uh, so it takes place back then because wasn't well the timeline is 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 right after return of the jedi um, i thought vader died in return of the Jedi. so this is where it gets a little crazy yeah so yeah. Vader died in Return of the Jedi, but um, there was some kind of like unknown regions, I guess, so to speak, when Ahsoka battled uh, um, Balin Skull, fell into the ocean off of a cliff on some planet, right? Mm-hmm. And during that time, had visions of uh, Anakin Skywalker, and people think it was at a Force Ghost, but apparently it was just like a uh, Kind of like the line between life and death, because Ahsoka was was on that line, basically, death's door, and she was about to drown. And then she saw Anakin Skywalker and said that that she had to... Again, Anakin said to Ahsoka that you have to finish your training with me, because as you know, if you watch Clone Wars, Ahsoka was the the Padawan the, uh, of um, Anakin Skywalker, right? Uh, so they have a lightsaber battle, and uh, and then it p- appears that uh, uh, Anakin had the upper hand. He slices like the um, I don't know. They're they're in some kind of like dimension, right? And slices like the floor of the dimension. And she falls, but eventually she comes out of it, and then she ha- and then she eventually wins a lightsaber battle and and puts the lightsaber right in Anakin's face, and then and then that basically proves that she has survived and then she's rescued out of the ocean in real in, in the real world i guess there's no real world in star wars but anyways she's mm. rescued so ahsoka lives um and she survives that god that episode and now they can continue their quest to find grand admiral thrawn and as you know sabine wren she apparently was was uh, taken hostage by um balon and um shin hati the other evil uh, force user um uh and um i guess now which is really interesting they're introducing another galaxy in the star wars universe so now they're they're going to try to find grand admiral thrawn along with balin and shin hati and the captured sabine wren right they're going to try to find Sabine and rescue her, but they know they took her into the other galaxy. So in order to get to the other galaxy, it's kind of kind of crazy. But Ahsoka and and Hera and Hu Yang they go into a space whale's mouth, kind of like a never-ending story type of a thing. Okay. And it has the whale, the space whale, take them to the other galaxy. It, it's a little crazy. But you know how they say it's this galaxy far, far away. Now we're introduced to another galaxy. Now we have two galaxies in the Star Wars universe. Wow. This is the first. It's groundbreaking. You know what's groundbreaking, Al? That you can pronounce those names. Agreed. <laughs> you you said a lot of stuff that I had no idea what the fuck any of it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's, no, there's a I, lot of syllables and concepts <laughs> coming my way. Yes, yes. Well, you know, a lot I don't of those know much about have, Star Wars. World. Oh, you're missing out, Sabrina. I know that you could talk night and day about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which we we should do a special on Buffy one day. 
I, I would love to do that. <laughs> we should do. We should have somebody from Buffy on, and um, what we did have one from Buffy, didn't we, Sabrina? Who do we have on yeah. for Buffy? Um, Juliet Landau, who was yes. Yes, Juliet Landa, who was promoting a movie, but then we we did talk a little bit about Buffy, and uh, I know you know the Buffy universe, and I know the Star Wars universe just as much as, uh, as as Sabrina knows about the Buffy the Vampire universe, and you know why not have a crossover for <laughs> see Star Wars and Buffy? The, I don't know, I, I'm ready to see another iteration of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, aren't you, Sabrina? Are you ready to see something in live action, or you think? We should leave the TV as it is, the TV series as it is. I kind of feel like we should just leave. Like, I don't really feel like, I don't know what, obviously, I'm honest. So I, I kind of feel like it's still relevant. Like, the, the, the themes and the, like, underlying tones of the things that happen <laughs> The characters and the people around them are still relevant and still things that we're dealing with kind of right now. I mean, all mm-hmm. except for like the zombie apocalypse, because I mean, we're dealing with that right now. I don't think they ever covered that. With, but. with COVID, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. They're also really relevant now, but I also think that um, I, well, I worry that if it's done again, like I think Joss Whedon has already basically said that he doesn't really want any involvement with the new, with a, a reboot. And so it's like somebody else is taking over this story and this whole idea and this whole creation from this one person. And so I just don't see it having the same depth or like the yeah. same, um, like I just feel like we should just do, just do a different show. Different show, okay. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I think if they did something, it should be um, in the same universe, but the next generation. So anyone that's in the original show can make an appearance. If they do a reboot, it'd be about the daughter of Willow oh, and yes, that, I, I think that would make the most sense because that way magically you, made through the season finale um, through the site. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you don't know anything about Buffy, this is going to be like real, like just like next level deep because this is like <laughs> after the <laughs> after the comic books and like into the next generation, it, it gets and then into like a whole new universe because a whole nother comic book company took over the story from that. After that's true, yeah. From the TV show, so so like, they they have deep. they have they have written. Um, the story after the last season of Buffy in comic book and graphic novel form, but it's just, we just haven't seen it in a live action, but that's interesting. So how about you, Katie and Art, are there any fandoms that you, you want to see return that, that haven't been the, or, or any fandoms that, that you're super passionate about? Also Daredevil. I would love to see that come back. Daredevil is coming back. Daredevil is coming is. back. Yeah. Daredevil. Yeah. I thought I saw something about that. Revel. It's already, it's already uh, in the can. I think uh, they shot all the episodes. It's going to come up. What about Jessica Jones? Do we know anything about that? Ooh, Jessica, Jessica Jones. I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if she made an appearance in the Daredevil, upcoming Daredevil Born Again series. It would not surprise me if, if, okay. if, they had, if she was in one episode, but they're really keeping it under the wraps. Because I think they really want to slowly integrate um, 
the Netflix Marvel shows into the MCU. And they're starting with Daredevil. So hopefully we'll see that happen. Aren't you're I'm a passionate actually, Star Trek guys... fan though, right? What's that? Sorry, go ahead. I know Katie. that I'm oh, sorry, Katie, sorry. You can go ahead first. Sorry. No, no, I was just gonna say, you know what show I, I really thought they were gonna continue on, I wish there would be more of is Taboo with Tom Hardy. Oh, I Remember, heard about that one. He's a little bit of like a village uh well did, did any of you see it? The series? I haven't I've seen it. Heard of it, but no. I haven't seen it. So he produced uh, and he co-wrote it with his dad, I believe. Al, could you confirm that? You know, Tom Hardy's series that that, that he co-produced with his father. With his dad, yeah, tab, called Taboo. Huh. Katie, you stumped me. I am not familiar with this. I'm not familiar wow. with this project. Epic, fantastic show. It's okay. it's a little deep. He, you know, it's a period piece. Um, oh, it was Tom only one Hardy. season too. One season. Ah, yeah, okay. yeah it was created with uh, by Chips Hardy and Tom Hardy. So I guess Chips is his dad. Yeah. yeah. So that's an example of a of a fandom you'd like to see revisited. Yeah. Oh, it was so good because you don't get all the answers, and all you know is he's back in comes back to London. Oh yeah. Um, after being in Africa for a while, um, and. You know, you're trying to figure out, like, is there magic involved? or And, you know, what did he go through? And what's right. his story now? What's he? And like I said, it's a period piece. So it takes place, I would say, like, late 1800s. Um, did anyone uh, get into Penny Dreadful? Yeah, I did for a little bit, but then I fell off. And fell off. It has a similar yeah. gritty vibe that that show had. Kind of. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's an example of something. Vampires. Did anyone see the recent film, uh, Last the the Bram last, Stoker's Dracula? Last the, Voyage of the Demeter. Yeah. Yes. I, was, I enjoyed that. I, I thought was, it was a lot of fun. Have you seen um, the Riches? That the TV Riches. show. Mm-mm. The Riches. It had Minnie Driver. It was like these gypsies who basically took over the family of like these these like rich people and they were like pretending to be these like rich people that lived in the house oh, or, like, wow. related to these people that lived in the house but they were gypsies and um like the last episode it's like it, it was literally like oh god are they gonna get caught and then it ended can you think of one art yeah, well, I can think of a couple. There's uh, uh, Raised by Wolves on HBO that got axed oh, yeah. after the second season, and that ended on a really big fucking cliffhanger. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Oh, that was was there. Um, the Netflix show uh, The Watcher, that had the most stupid ending for that first season. I mean, it was just like... Oh, yes. What's that one on Netflix? The, um, uh, Mindhunter. Where are we going with that? Oh, that one, that one I didn't one, yes. finish yet. I only did seasons two, like first two. I didn't see the third one yet, so I'm not sure. I think that one just, yeah. I don't know where they oh, were going, yeah. but yeah, who knows? <laughs> oh, the, the third are, one is so good. And where they closure. landed, it's like, yeah. are we going to know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I hate when people do that, man. And and for me, it was Glow. <laughs> that Glow on Netflix was another one that never got that uh, 
third season, and that was a little disappointing. That and anyway, then I get like closure. obsessed with it, and I start looking it up online. I'm like, well, what did the writers say? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's never there. I know. Well, um, that was that was an incredible discussion, but uh, looks like we're uh, getting towards the end of our time here. So, uh, of course, at the end of the show, we always give a shout out for those that are no longer with us. And we had a whole bunch last week, like Jimmy Buffett and the singer of Smash Mouth. But this week, um, we lost uh, Charlie Robinson's uh, country singer songwriter, best known for his hit "I Want You Bad." He sadly, died uh, from cardiac arrest uh, at the age of 59. So rest in peace. But no other um, prominent names in entertainment this week. So that that's, you know, a relief that we didn't get as many as we did last week with Jimmy Buffett and all those other people. Um, we do know what uh, killed Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. He, they just found out he died of acute hypoxic respiratory failure, according to his death certificate. So this is when the respiratory system cannot provide oxygen to the body. And uh, he, he died at the age of 70, so... That was a sad one, um, um, you know, some, again, very prominent. And then we're talking about Ahsoka, Ray Stevenson, who is like the lead, one of the lead villains, sadly, had passed away. And we can't see the return of his character, sadly, now because of uh, his untimely death. So anyways, rest in peace to, to all those we mentioned, of course, celebrating a birthday on September 13th includes um, actor Jacqueline Bissett. Uh, she's 79. Jean Smart, you might know her from, oh my gosh, she's in Hacks. She's in, uh, she's a legendary actress. Um, Mayor of Easttown, it's a great show. She's 72. Comedian Jeffrey Ross is 58. And then I just played for the classic cut, Fiona Apple's Criminal, which I know is a favorite song of Sabrina's. Mm-hmm. Can you believe Fiona is now 46? Wow. And she, she when she was in that video, that she sang. She was only in her, I think, early 20s. So, happy birthday, Fiona. Um, ben Savage from Boy Meets World is 43. Singer Niall Horan is 30. And Lily Reinhardt from Riverdale is 27. But who shares a birthday with yours truly, Al Soto? Well, Linda Gray, who turns 83. Uh, Joe Pantelano from Sopranos is 72. Louis C.K., comedian, is 56. Kelly Jen Rent from Handmaid's Tales, 45. Ben McKenzie from the OC. Happy birthday, Ben. Uh, singer Ruben Studdard. Two American Idols, Ruben Studdard and Jennifer Hudson, both have the same birthday as me, September 12th. Um, Alfie Allen from Game of Thrones. Um, Greyjoy, Fionn Greyjoy himself, uh, is 37. Emmy Rosum from Shameless, thir- uh, 37. Kelsey Ballerini is 30, and Sydney Sweeney from Euphoria is 26. That's birthdays on September 12th. So there you go, sharing a birthday with yours truly. So that was a that was an incredible show, man. From from top to bottom, of course, for the first half, the one and only King of the 80s, Chachi McFly. Of course, the one and only once a future king, Martin Lopez. Thank you for being on the program. Of course. My West Coasters joining us on BTV, podcaster, actor, filmmaker, Art Hall. Thank you so much. Katie Wicker, the amazing, the wonderful, the multi-talented Katie. Um, Say hi to Rocket for me. I don't know if Rocket's already sleeping or resting, but. He's on my feet. 
Aww, <laughs> we love warm. little. We love little Rocket. Aww, the most yeah. adorable doggy. Oh. Sabrina Taylor Smith, sweet chocolate herself, the multi, also multi-talented. Sabrina, thank you so much for joining. I, I feel very humbled <laughs> for for those who've joined um, on uh, another year around the sun, but nonetheless, um, you know, I I really enjoy it. Oh, we can't forget Johnny Fairplay. <laughs> who's going to be on House of Villains on the E! Network and the Bravo Network and Sci-Fi simultaneously. He's going to be on, like, one show that's going to, like, simulcast on all these, all the, all these other networks. So it's kind of kind of a big deal for our buddy Johnny Fairplay. Of course, we partied with Johnny Fairplay back in the day, didn't we, Art Hall? Yeah, some, uh, once. Yeah, sure. That's <laughs> some memorable moments with <laughs> I think Al so cool. has more than once on us, Art. Yeah, yeah. maybe more than once, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so closing out tonight's show um, is an interview I conducted with cosplayer Monica Clare. She's got over 100,000 followers on Instagram, and uh, she talks about what it takes to be a cosplayer that is, uh, has a big social media following and, of course, cosplayer that gets to be invited and have their own booth. So we're talking like next level cosplayers. You got like the hobby cosplayers and then you have like the career cosplayer. That's closing out tonight. Um, with Monica Claire, a uh, cosplayer extraordinaire, uh, Monica Lisa Clarissa on Instagram. I talked to her uh, closing out tonight's program. So we'd like to thank everybody on the panel tonight and we will see you guys. For more BTB fun, before I play the goodbye song and we hear the interview, are there any last-minute plugs or promotions? Uh, I said 50 Cent's coming to town on Tuesday, and oh. uh, we're going in a big crew, so we're pretty excited to see that. The tickets are on sale right now. Oh, yeah. They're absolutely reasonable. So. Well, you know what? I think that's a good good thing to close out the night's show on. A little 50 Cent, it's your birthday, right? A little... We'll sniff yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah. He's on his 50 cent tour. Oh, there you go. All right. So we're going to close with a little, little snippet <laughs> of a city. It's your That's birthday. Art. Art, I know you have two podcasts. That was disappointing. And Subversive Cinema, which you can find on all your streaming platforms. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Any update on Canful of Ashes? Uh, need to get a better computer and then I can finish it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> when can the public see Chasing the Sun? Uh, that's on Amazon. That's on Amazon yes! Prime. Yeah, yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Throughout the plug, throughout the plug. Oh, Chasing the Sun, Amazon Prime Video. <laughs> awesome. You can see the if you if you enjoyed the music of Jimmy Buffett, you should enjoy this movie. Oh wow! Yes, and Chasing not the because Sun we have four. Jimmy's music, but we have an entire subculture defined and created by the music that jimmy did so yeah. yes i love it i love it yes and uh the one and only katie oh wait no i'm, all right, I'm thinking about another um film by the same director todd that the oh, more recent weekend that's that weekend mid-november i believe oh nice on amazon as well that i don't know i've I, he's only told me it's coming out i'm not sure exactly where yet okay i mixed the titles but you can see Chasing the Sun, uh, which you've done several years back, and then you can yeah. see Art Hall in in uh, Gap Weekend. Another another fine 
Romantic comedy, man. You're the rom com king. <laughs> not, 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 not anymore, sir. Not, not, well, <laughs> Bloom's falling off that rose. <laughs> oh. still, still nonetheless, I, I love both films, Art. So I love supporting uh, anything you've done. And Katie, you have any promotions? Anything? Oh, just no. You see, I'll wish him a happy birthday. Okay, thank I you. Celebrating. Thank you. Wow. Thank you very much. All right, guys. On behalf of the entire panel, Chachi McFly, Martin Lopez, Johnny Fairplay, Arden Hall, Sabrina Taylor Smith, Katie Wicker, I'm Al Celebrity Soto. Here is the interview with Monica Claire. And before that, little fitty set, it's your birthday. Guys, we will see you guys next week. Until then, peace. Go, go. Go, 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 shorty, it's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a cardi like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give up cause that's your birthday. You can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. Mama, I got what you need if you need to fill a buzz. I'm in the having sex, I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug, you in the getting all right, we're here at Fort State Comic Con, Harrisburg, PA, with Monica Toulay, cosplayer extraordinaire. How's the how's your con experience been today so far? So far, so good. I mean, this has been a great show. Um, Andrew's been doing this for years, mm-hmm. um, and I'm thankful to have been with him for years. But this is definitely a new venue for him, and it's really grown a lot. And I'm excited to be a part of it. Absolutely. Now, to get a cosplay table, you got to be like. A different level of cosplay, don't you? To, to be like an honored cosplayer. Because there's so many cosplayers walking around. What, what do you think it takes to be like an invited cosplayer guest of a Comic-Con? I honestly don't know. I feel like I'm just kind of mediocre, to be honest. Like, I'm not sitting here thinking, oh, I'm the greatest thing ever. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know what makes a convention reach out to you, I guess. If they feel you have a good name and, you know, can kind of draw people in. Yes. I think that's important. And, so, and social media probably plays a big part of it as well, yeah, right? Yeah. Like number of followers, because if you promote for the show, you know, you want a lot of people to see it. But in some cases, people's followers aren't local, you know, sometimes they're in a different country. So, yeah. you know, it all depends. But I think having a good name and a good reputation and, you know, being a personable person who can. Yeah. Personable person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just somebody who can talk to people and is friendly and kind. Of course, of course. Now, have you had any interesting fan encounters before, or maybe not not the best type of encounters uh, as some cosplayer, in particular, um, female cosplayers have experienced over the years? Um, no, not really. Um, and if I do, I just keep it to myself. No comment. Yeah. Well, there you go. Got to have a positive outlook on things for sure. Now you're channeling uh, Kara Zarel today, yeah, Supergirl, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Is that one of your go-to uh, cosplays, or do you have several that kind of are in rota- rotation? Yeah, um, Supergirl definitely seems to be a really popular um, character for me, and I have mm. several different variations of it. This is the Sasha Cal version from the Flash movie, okay. and obviously I'm not doing it like like Sasha Cal is. I'm kind of doing it oh, more Sasha classic. Cal, yes. More classic Supergirl look with this suit. Uh, ah. So I hope it works. Okay, I, I can see the Sasha Cal um, costume, however, 
you know, the aesthetic of the Carousel. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Very cool. Now, um, I can see you've done a lot of fandoms, uh, DC. Seems like a very uh, favorable to DC, a little bit of Marvel. Definitely. Any, any particular cosplay that you have yet to do that you're looking to debut sometime? That's a really good question. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like things just come to mind, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? That is such a beautiful costume. I want to make that, or, yeah. you know, I would just love to have it. And who knows? Who knows what will come my way. Now, um, are you a comic book fan? Because I'm always curious if the cosplayers actually read the comic book material, or they're more so a fan of the movies and the media and stuff like that. That's a, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, I can't say I've read every single Supergirl comic book, but I'm definitely more a fan of the Supergirl that you see in the comics because like the TV show representation, the movie representation hasn't really been entirely accurate to the character in my opinion. Because, uh, you know, she's an alien. She doesn't really fit in with Earth. She's not just another Superman. You know, she comes here as an older person who's already established as a Kryptonian, not really growing up raised by humans. So she's just kind of more of an outsider. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of like that sort of a little bit more of a harder Supergirl. And I think that's the, the case for the Tom King one that's going to be adapted under James Gunn. If I, if I remember correctly, that's going to be the Woman of Tomorrow storyline, where she's kind of a little more hardcore, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would definitely like to see that. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, are there particular uh, favorite actors, actresses that, uh, that you look up to uh, when you're trying to do your put your cosplays together? Wow, that's another really good question. Um... My favorite actor is J.J. Field, and okay. I don't know that people would really know who that is because he's not too much into, like, the sci-fi world. I mean, he was in a show called Lost in Space, but I really just appreciate the way that he carries himself. Um, he's very intelligent well-spoken okay. and, you know, good with fans, so I think that that's something to emulate. Okay. Is that something you've, has ever crossed your mind, doing film and television? Um, yeah, definitely. I've... Um, done a little bit of work in that field uh, oh, cool. as an extra or just modeling oh, nice. um, for different like I did one random advertisement for a property near where I live mm -hmm. they had a video and photo shoots for the property so I don't know cool well, it's kind fun, of fun stuff it's, like it's, that. that's absolutely what it's all about having fun and you have fun what you're doing you do a phenomenal job you look fantastic Thank you. you you definitely uh emulated Supergirl uh, in an amazing way. So, Monica, thank you so much for talking to us. Uh, if you could, let us know who you are. Throw out a plug for your Instagram or other social media. Okay. Let us know you're on Below the Belt Show. All right. Uh, well, my name is Monica Tule. Uh, you can find me on Instagram as Monica Lisa Clarissa. That's a nickname that my mom used to call me. Or sometimes she'd say Monica Lisa Claire, the girl with the sunshine in the hair. <laughs> so, I don't know. I thought it was cute. I thought it worked. But you can find me on Instagram. And let us know. And, uh, yeah, below the belt, show. Nice. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.